Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Webb. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by Drummerbot. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gentlemen today? I am doing okay. How are you doing Matt? I'm I'm well. It's starting to be less cold here. I mean I think the UK is still cold but it's warming up slightly here which is nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit chilly. I think it's yeah. pronounced Nice. Oh fuck off. Because <laughs> he's in France. Get it? Ah! How, are you, how are you doing, Snow? That was great, but you don't deserve to be asked how you're doing now. <laughs> okay. Oh. Is that, I, I rescind my question then. Oh. Shit. If you want to know how I am, guys, you just need to. I don't email know, only. Email only drama at snipeandwhip at gmail.com. This is a good start. This oh, is yeah. a good start. Oh, and yeah. is it not a good start? This is a fair point. <laughs> and by good start, we obviously mean terrible start. Oh, yes. No, We're, we like sarcasm here. It's fun. We like to have fun with words. So to start off with, I thought we'd talk about some general news, like, I don't know, to do with something called Adepticon. Yes. For the uh, 40k, and uh, just general, I guess, wargaming crowd. Yeah, it's a big uh, big wargaming convention in Illinois. Um, it's big enough to the point that, that I actually know some news coming out of it. So <laughs> that says all. Yeah. That says it all, doesn't it? Who dang? So yeah, um, there's been a bunch of announcements uh, by uh, G Dubs, um, by, by James Workshop, by James Workshop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the biggest one, of course, which we'll just go right out the gate with, is that Plastic Sisters have been announced. Well, they put out a video that Emperor was basically Willie. lifting yeah. a kilt and jiggling their dingles at us a little bit because. <laughs> yeah. Now, I remember this community questionnaire because I actually took part in it. Yeah, yeah, I they, think they, I did it as well. Yeah, yeah. we'll have, like, like, GW put out a thing, it was like a community questionnaire, it's like, what would you like to see in the future? And I think my comment was along the lines of, give us plastic sisters, you fucking cowards. <laughs> you know, straight to the point, that's what I want. And they basically, it's just a video where they posted a bunch of text going, I think it's about time... For Plastic Sisters or Plastic Sisters, please. And just yeah. loads of things like that. And it just a it ends in a, a phrase of, oh, what is it? Like, the faithful will be rewarded or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that, like, in 2019. It's like, you fucking tease. Yeah. Oh, that's me. You better I, be fucking giving us Plastic Sisters. I will be intrigued to know if they do any redesigning of the sisters or if it's just going to be the same design that we used to. They'll, they'll redesign them, surely, won't they? Oh, I would, I would hope so because they're incredibly. I was talking to Longfang about. I was like, they're incredibly Jean Blanche, <laughs> very yeah. kind of like Madonna tit plate. And I, it's like, it's like you know Celestine and her, um, her retinue are where they, they, they do have the booby plate, but it's nowhere near as egregious. I, I think that's probably what just we're going to get is, is just a much better sculpt of yeah. the of the old designs. Because whilst I personally um, am not a fan of the boob plate, I think it's um, a bit silly. It is part of their recognisable aesthetic, and I can understand that they would be reticent to get rid of that. I just, yeah, I just don't want them to look like... You remember that picture of Tank Girl where she's literally wearing a bra that is just two hollowed-out missiles? <laughs> I don't want I don't want them to look like that, basically. They are a lot better on that front these days. Yeah, so. they are. So, so I, I'm yeah. hopeful. 
And yeah, um, it would be nice to finally have plastic sisters because honestly, the fact that the the sculpts for sisters are so old and they don't look fantastic, and they're all metal, and I hate working with metal. I oh, like, I have a couple of metal models. One is my Canis Wolfborn, and he is. Oh god! The reason I haven't finished painting him is because I'm too fucking scared to touch him. Because every time I try and uh, I do like touch-ups, I wear more paint off the bastard. Yeah, sometimes they recommend having to periodically like do a coat of varnish on them. I'm just gonna to have stop to that because happening. god, that's so fucking yeah. irritating. Um, but the fact, yeah, the fact that they were metal and the sculpts are so old was really the only thing that ever stopped me wanting to collect Sisters of Battle because I've always thought they were really cool. That, that's um, the thing. Like the concept of them is fucking awesome, but like. It's, it's like you know when like in falling down where the guy has a massive freak out in the in like the the burger restaurant because he's like seeing a delicious juicy burger and then he gets like a pile of fucking shit. <laughs> it's kind of like that with sisters. It's like it's really <laughs> cool stuff. Like oh my god, they're so rad, and then you actually get them and they're metal horrible models from like a billion years ago. Quite expensive to collect as well because of that. Mm. Like at present anyway. So yeah, that's cool. But they did also announce all the things, although the sisters have kind of overshadowed a lot yeah. of them. Well, yeah, because what was it? It's like, been like twenty fucking years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think the sculpts for the sisters, did they come out, like, early 90s, like, 94, 95, around that time? So, yeah, a good 20 years, at least. Yeah. So, I think people have done their fucking waiting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but other things that, been, that were announced is that Imperial Knights are being kind of expanded to be a full kind of faction. Mm. Uh, which is kind of right, because, I mean, even though you, you could run them like that, they all, they just had one kit, really, that yeah. you just modified... To, where you just like assemble differently to be the different knights, whereas they're actually kind of expanding it to have different kits with different kind of things. So that's kind of interesting. That's cool because I like Imperial Knights are another faction that I would love to have because I think just the models are fantastic, but it's they're just so expensive. A forty k model being expensive. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> you're having a laugh, ain't ya? Yeah, but isn't it like ninety pounds for a single knight? What? I really? think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. But they're really they're pretty. So cool. Um, Just get your tower robots instead of your imperial robots. Okay, first of all, fuck you. But they're cooler and <laughs> no, cheaper, probably. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think well, the equivalent no. ones that are of the equivalent size are about the same price. Yeah, okay, it's been a while. Uh, yes, <laughs> I when I when I used to buy them, they were cheaper than ninety pounds. <laughs> when I was a young man, <laughs> when I last went into a games workshop in nineteen ninety two, I could buy a model for one pound sixpence. I bought a codex for two pounds nine. <laughs> okay, now you're just ripping into your own new series. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Welcome to Codex Compliance. This is where you can buy a model for fifty p. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. God, you read you read some of the really old books and you see things like that. Oh, this model costs fifty p, and you're like, oh, Fuck you off. see the price list. It's like, oh yeah, it's like this one's a bit pricey. It's a very special sculpt. It's two pounds. And you're like, oh, what if? Oh, if only we'd known. <laughs> I would have bought so many models and squirreled them away back in the late nineties. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Um. But yeah, they did like a live action trailer for the 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 extra um, like because they've released a bit. Well, they're going to be releasing a bigger, like more heavily armed knight. I haven't seen this. All I heard was live action trailer, dude with a beard. Yeah, it's a big. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a dude with a beard in cosplay. It's kind cool. of fun. Yeah, that sounds pretty rad, honestly. Um, other things: uh, Death Watch getting an update and a codex as well. As cool. are as are the Imperial Knights, obviously, and uh, Harlequins again Harlequins, a new codex yeah. as well. Mm. Um, but the Primara, but the interesting thing about uh, the Death Watch um, one is that they're getting Primaris Marines now, Ooh. and they'll be able to 
run squads that are mixed, so regular Marines and Primaris Marines. That's which is kind pretty of interesting. Rad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which will presumably mean we'll start actually getting some like parts to modify Primaris a bit. Because that's the only problem with Primaris right now. They're it's pretty just, new and basic. Yeah, because they're so new, you don't have the decades of spare parts yeah. and customizable bits that a regular Marine has. I mean, hell, you can... I, I've seen people modify modern Marines with Rogue Trader era Marines, and it's still kind of work. Yeah. So, you know... And you, yeah, you got to dig the old and new. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. But yeah, so that's that's going to be interesting to see what comes out with that. Um, there's also an app coming out, like an official um, app called, uh, what is it, Combat Roster, that allows you to yeah. build army lists for 40k. Yeah, it only took oh, them nice. fucking forever to fill that fucking gap. Yeah, from it's what not I, like we were wanting you, one for when, years. When you say that, yeah, when you say there's finally an app coming out, you mean there's finally an official one coming out. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, there's ways of doing it. From okay. what I can gather, the guy who makes it, he did do a third party one first. And they basically went, can you just make it official, please? Okay, that's a really good sign. Yeah. That's, that's a good sign, because like, a lot of companies will just go, oh, we'll just hit you with a fucking cease and desist and then do it the same as you, but worse. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's usually that's... what they do. So like, massive props to them actually taking on someone who knew what they were fucking doing and yeah, they're doing a good job already. They've been, they've been doing quite well recently with that kind of stuff. It's like um, lots of incidental little bits of artwork they get done for things is done by the guy that does... Um, Actually, I don't know if it's a guy, I don't know. Um, but whoever, whoever does Eagle Ordinary has been mm. doing, uh, a webcomic has that's, been doing a lot of their little um, incidental art for that's things. That's pretty rad. Which is really cool. No, I, I like it how they're kind of like reaching out a little bit more. Yeah, that's, it's it's nice. Um, or the, the other big thing, because there's a few other Age of Sigmar things that aren't really worth, uh, worth talking about because we don't know what we're talking about. I think I've played enough Vermintide 2 to know everything about Age of Sigmar. How hecking dare you? You mean that thing that occurs before Age of Sigmar? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. But it yes. It occurs during the end times, and remember, there was probably know. the end times. I don't know fucking anything about the end times. Well, I know that all. there were lots of vermin. I know that it's There like... was a tide of them, one might say. Yeah, there was something to do with like magic and stuff happening and then basically everything went wrong everything got put in the fuck it bucket yeah and then <laughs> chaos won spoilers pretty, pretty much yeah, I think, yeah. Like, I think that's actually a startlingly accurate summary welcome uh, to the misanthropod i'm snipe the uh, you are basically a walking, the walking encyclopedia of uh, age of sigmar and all things warhammer fantasy ask okay. me a question oh, i can answer it okay what's the new faction the new faction is the edeneth deepkin Yes, they employ octopuses well. with knives. They do. Yeah, I did know that because I'm amazing at <laughs> Warhammer Fantasy knowledge. I know literally everything. It's got absolutely nothing to do with that notepad file that's open in front of us right now. <laughs> what notepad file? I see beyond it. I see into the games workshop, like fucking two miles down the road. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just eyeing around there. But yes, yeah, the Ideneth, Ideneth Deepkin. I don't know. If, uh, yeah. I don't know if they said how you're supposed to pronounce it, but yeah, it's Ideneth, Ideneth, yeah. Ide- Ideneth, Ideneth, Ideneth the Deepkin, didn't I? <laughs> but they're basically sea-themed elves. They're pretty rad. Um, cool. at, and they have some models that they've are weaponized rad. sea life. Yes, I love it. There's literally a guy who's just like I don't know, filling in his army list, and there's just a fucking octopus over his shoulder, being like, "Oh, you see." Uh, that actually costs 20 points because you've taken a special item with him. And he's like, thanks, Greg the Octopus, who's always looming why, behind me. Why is everything octopus. always named Greg? I don't know, it just suits <laughs> it. It's good. And the, also, the octopus has a knife. 
Yeah, he's got like a fucking scimitar or something. Okay, you can see it in the video. It's just like. I'm image searching this. This sounds badass. But yeah, there's also uh, you know elves riding floating eels. Yeah, but like the eels have like the cutest faces. Like one of them is just so happy to be there. He looks like a happy puppy. Um, And there's also a bunch of them riding a giant sea turtle. It looks like fucking a Tuin. It's fantastic. It's it's bitey and awesome. Some of the elves also have no eyes, which is a thing. What do you call an 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 Ideneth with no eyes? The dumbeth. <laughs> I'm so upset this is radio because the look you just gave me screamed of a thousand divorces. Um, I saw the Dunneth Deep Kun as well. Yeah. Deep Kun. Also, I did see someone on Twitter say that this faction is now fantastic because for all those people that hate painting eyes. They have, like, a unit that don't have eyes. Yeah. The rest of them kind of do, so... Yeah, but you can probably green stuff over that and just pretend <laughs> just, they all don't have eyes. green stuff over their eyes. Yeah. War turtles. Yes, yeah, war turtles. turtles. Nice. <laughs> um, also, and this is a small point... Okay, I'm back to listening to you now. Okay. <laughs> have you seen the octopus with I, the I couldn't though? find the octopus, and I didn't want to spend too long looking for it. I'll look later. Yeah. I yes. think you have to see it, though, dude. You'll, you'll love him. Yeah, I will. I'll look later. But, yeah, the interesting, uh, the interesting thing is that video... The background music on it is some of the music from the video game Space Marine. You think we didn't notice, you but think, we did. You think we didn't notice Games Workshop, James Workshop, if you're nasty. We we noticed. We noticed. Also, it does kind of let you know who owns the rights to the music. I was going to say, does that mean that they own the rights to the games that are about their things? Well, I think they, know, they, they own on, the rights to the soundtrack, at least. That was fantastic. <laughs> it's fine. That, it, was, it's fine. that was... You've, you've been in France too long, your, your syntax is fucked. <laughs> I think the point is, is that it's possible they own the rights to the music because Sega have the rights to the game. Mm. But, I mean, that would, that would make sense because in Warhammer World, when you go in, they're playing all sorts of, like, fancy fantasy music and... And like yeah. the Dawn of War soundtrack and shit like that, or whatever. They, they used. To, I mean, I don't know because I've not been for quite a while. But they used to play the Lord of the Rings soundtrack yeah, quite often. Yeah. But to be fair, they could just be using a regular like play music in public there's just, license. There's a so, mini disc yeah. player under the, under the counter. They haven't updated it since the days of mini disc. No, mini discs are the format of the future, don't you know? <laughs> I don't know why we're dragging like Warhammer World so hard. It's I, know, I like fun. I like the idea of the Mechanicus actually having mini discs like that, just <laughs> and that just being one step closer to the Omni side. Yeah, there's something <laughs> funny about that to me. But yeah, so bunches, them onto the room. Bunch of stuff has been announced. Like I said, there's a, there's a handful of other little bits and pieces, especially to do with um, Sigma. But you know, it's not really something that we there know about Sigma. or are qualified to talk about. But you know, I am. Funded- but I, I'll just make you guys feel bad because I know literally everything about Warhammer Fantasy and Age of Sigma. That is true. I do. You know literally everything. Yeah, ask me something about it. Okay. Um, where did Sigma come from? He came from Mars. Did he? Yes. Okay. Tech priest dug him up. Okay. Went, oh fuck it, Sigma, and he's like, "You're right, mates." Is this is this dealing with the uh, the idea that 40k and fantasy exist in the same universe? Yes, it is. Well, the thing is, it's not. It's not like. Massive, because then he jump. He just jumps up real high because he gets bored one day and he just thinks his legs are being lazy. So he jumps really hard at the sky and then just pops into like I don't know the webway and then pops out on on Sigmarius, which is the planet that Warhammer Fantasy uh, takes place on. And then they're like, "Shit, this guy fell from the sky." You know, it's really good that Michael isn't on this podcast <laughs> because if he was, he would Michael be- would be fucking foaming at the mouth. The audio would be ruined by the sound of his teeth grinding. 
But yeah, email all of your questions about uh, <laughs> Warhammer Fantasy and Age of Sigma to me, because I will answer them correctly. Christ. Don't listen to the false prophet Michael from Tactica Imperials. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he knows everything about Warhammer Fantasy. But really, you're the you're the. He learned expert. all of his his knowledge from books and playing and stuff like that. I just fucking know it inherently. That is true. <laughs> I'm a warlock of Warhammer knowledge. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to move on to some, uh, some general housekeeping that we've got to do. Please do. Uh, so, first off, um, as people who caught the most uh, most recent um, couple of streams will uh, will have seen, we are currently doing a little bit of a, uh, a fundraising thing um, to upgrade our PC. Um, yes. Because our PC is quite old. Uh, we've had, like, a single upgrade to its graphics card in the entire time we've been doing the channel. Because the old graphics card just stopped fucking functioning. Yes. Um, so we decided to uh, to upgrade, and to do so, we are going to be debasing ourselves on Twitch on a much more regular basis, doing <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> I, did, I did a draw stream where I drew the title card for this week's video, well, previous week's video, uh, for Ion Maiden. Yes. And we we hung out. We had a lot of fun. Listened to some some FTL soundtrack and the Barney of Isaac soundtrack because you know apparently I want to like hype up and then depress the viewers. Yes, because <laughs> I'm just that um, type of ass. But yeah, so for for the uh, for the next couple of months, um, most live streams because there may be some that won't. We'll have the little bar at the top that has like a donation ticker, and underneath yep. the stream, there's a big button which is uh, Ricardo Montalban's chest from Wrath of Khan. His his uh, Khan titties. Um, that you can press and um, donate money towards, um, you know, a new PC. Um, Donations are not expected, but yes. they are appreciated. Um, and we'd like to give a, a special little mention uh, to a couple of people who donated a frankly crazy amount of money to us um, already um, for this, which is uh, Inquisitor Shanus and Juhust. Mm-hmm. Who who knocked us for six? Yes, um, it's so we're already over halfway to our goal. Um, and thank you, everyone who donated. Yes, thank as well. you to everyone. Just um, yeah, we we wanted to mention the, the couple of very big, um, big donations because it, it kind of knocked us for six, honestly. Yeah, um, thank you so much for that, and yeah, thank you to everyone else who's donated so far. I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope those two people are British, otherwise they won't know what you mean by knocked them for six. Knocked oh. for six is uh, knocked us on our ass. <laughs> we are shocked and surprised. Speechless, gobsmacked. Yeah, there we go. You could have just made up a bunch of stuff, and anyone who's not British would have just believed it. Was <laughs> Sexually sweet. aroused by the thought of peanuts. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit on my hands. <laughs> but yeah, so um, buttery, buttery hands. <laughs> uh, there is one one other little thing we need to mention about what's going off on the channel, uh, which is that we are doing a live misanthropod for the next episode, because it will be oh, the 50th yes. episode. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll have been doing this for at least four years. Uh, it'll be just over two years. No, it's four. It's not, no. I'm pretty sure it's four. It's absolutely not. I did the math. You did it wrong. I did the monster math. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I spend like 20% of my time hearing you say things and just telling you to fuck off. <laughs> Sure, that's what's always happened in our relationship. <laughs> it's like what was I said the other day, and you just told me to get the fuck out. Well, I don't okay, know. I can't narrow it down. There is Shit, a list of so things, many. I believe. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're doing a live one. It's um, all going well. Like we'll obviously announce if anything changes. Keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook yeah. and Discord. But it'll be live on Twitch on the seventh of April at seven PM um, GMT. Yeah. So seven PM British time. 
Uh, uh, it'll be BST by that point because it'll be summertime. You motherfucker! <laughs> but well, yeah, okay. Because GMT BST is an out is GMT plus one, right? No, I, th- I thought like London was GMT plus zero. Yeah, 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 it is. But in summertime, that you add an hour. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. No. Daylight saving time is stupid. It's stupid. It's a thing that happens. Yeah. It, regardless, it should it, it, be seven o'clock British time. Yeah. Okay. Your country is fucking weird, dude. Okay. Can, can I get to the end of this small announcement before we <laughs> yes. tangent anymore? You might have to start it again. GMT? Um, I think you mean BST. <laughs> okay, so, live misanthropod, 7th of April, at 7 o'clock British time. It'll go up a couple of days later on YouTube and iTunes, but it'll be live on Twitch at um, twitch.tv slash Um Hopefully it won't be a disaster, because we don't know what we're doing, but it will probably be a disaster. Tune in to watch us fail. Right, are we going to prepare for it any more than we prepare for a normal episode? No, but I'd like there to be alcohol. I think that would be a very poor choice. <laughs> well, I know it depends which uh, which alcohol you want. <laughs> I, I drama mat, drink with me. I, I, I to the glory of France and Britain finally being friends. <laughs> I guess are they still? Well, they're technically friends. They're not at war. No, no, we're not at war. Britain is not at war with France. I just no. said that. No. And it so has not been now. for quite some time. But, you know, who knows what tomorrow holds. Well, in this unstable economy. Well, <laughs> well with Brexit and all. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't get me fucking started. Anyway. So, Wib, what have you been up to these past two weeks, dear? Um, not a lot that I can really talk too much about, because it's uh, stuff that we've both done and will be occurring in your little section. Um, um, that sounds <laughs> that really sound fucking bad. That sounded bad, didn't it? Yeah. Yes, that so bad. Drama match. Do you know what pegging is? <laughs> anyway, uh, the only thing to mention is the book that I was reading last time, the new writings in SF fourteen. Uh, I finally finished that. Uh, the one that was a compilation oh, of yeah. sci-fi stories from nineteen sixty-nine. With the meat ballians oh, and the, do- the the donuts and things who hate um, their families because they can't fuck them. Yeah, basically, that one. Isn't that a lot um, of us? <laughs> um, that's not why I hate my family, but, you know. <laughs> different strokes, I guess. <laughs> poor phrasing. Po- very poor phrasing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I've, I've read the rest, of the, the, rest of the stories in it, and um, they're all what you'd expect, you know, little sci-fi stories. Um, some of them are a bit pretentious. There's, like, one... There's one that deals with first contact... Um, and how basically a human encounters aliens that are like too perfect and basically tells the aliens to leave because humans are garbage. <laughs> Run while you still can for these aliens. Yeah, and has to escape, we're trying to escape from the government uh, because the government are trying to track him down because they know he spoke to aliens but they don't know what happened. I told them to fuck off, I swear. Um, and there's another one where it, like a, a guy gets his tether cut and he's just floating in space and him going through an existential crisis. Oh, wow. It's a bit grim. Um, which is an inter- It was a short one, but it was, it was an interesting little story. But there's one that was particularly interesting, um, which was called The Ballad of Luna Lil. And what it actually was, was like an almost historical breakdown of a ballad that was written in like the past. But it's like... The, the distant space future but it was, of 1999. But yeah, it was like, it was written many sen- centuries from now, but being re- but being retold and analysed from a historical context several thousand years from now. 
So about how... So like how we sit there and analyse Shakespeare and whatnot. Yeah, basically like that. But it's, yeah, this uh, about how some, like, ragamuffin, some pirate called... uh, I think it was Black Bart, I think his name was. Um, And his... uh, How he he fell in love and ran away with, like, this popular um, singer called Luna Lil. And how her, like, guitarist wrote a ballad about what happened when the government came to... um, get her back because they treated it like it was a kidnapping and how their destruction of the the planet um, inevitably led to like the downfall of the space kings uh, because it like galvanized the people against them uh, it's by oh what was his name uh, sydney j bounds was the author it's actually really hard to find any information about it online i think i found like on the wikipedia entry there's like the line that said it's a short story he wrote and that's it oh damn. there's no i couldn't find anything else about it online it's possibly up there somewhere but you know it's um, some of these things are a little hard to track down, but I just thought that was really interesting. So I really like that that That's thing a really of really cool concept. Yeah, of like looking at these things from a like a fake history perspective. Like they're breaking it down and going, "Oh yes, we well, see this line. They're talking about his ancient space vehicle, but obviously this line was interpreted retroactively because the vehicle that we know he has historically used was actually a fairly common vehicle of the time." And they talk about its speed being light speed, but it wouldn't have been because they only had near light drives at that time. They didn't, wouldn't actually be able to break FTL. Like breaking all every line down like that of talking about the context <laughs> of it and like, yes, it, you know, um, we don't, we actually know what, what Black Bart looked like, but we don't know what Luna Lil looked like. So the descriptions in here are likely just, um, romantic ideals. Uh, ro- yeah, ro- romantic idealization. We don't know what she looked like at all. And you know, it's like really interesting to go through that. Um, I mean, yeah, some of some of the stories in the book were were interesting, like that, and the the fucking planet meatball one. Um, I mean, that was definitely yeah. interesting. And there's some that I literally have already forgotten. Um, and the one thing that was really nice, um, because it was written in 1969, and entirely every single story is by men. I was expecting it to get a bit. Funny about women. It was of the time, wasn't it? I or mean, maybe, you kind of got to expect that yeah, in old medium. Um, but apart from the last story, it was mostly fine. I mean, to be fair, is that Luna Lil? Uh, no, no, the last story was the uh, one with first contact, and even then, it's it's not like outrageously bad because I've I've watched a lot of old movies and read a lot of old fiction, and some of it gets really bad. It wasn't too bad, mm. but it was definitely a little uncomfortable it, it, at yeah. times. Well, no, I mean, I was going to say, I can understand the Luna Lil one was a bit iffy, because... Even that one wasn't so bad because it was talking about things in such a kind of cold and pragmatic way that mm. it, it didn't get too bad into that. Well, no, fair enough, fair enough. But no, that's, um, that's interesting. But yeah, so that, that was that was a, a, a nice little bonus to it. And yeah, if, if you ever find this book from 1969, it's it's worth a read. It's, it's interesting to see that how how science fiction was treated at a time that was... You know, I mean, I guess this, these stories would have been written just post um, post things like Star Trek and Star Wars coming out. So it wasn't it wasn't like sci fi now where it's no, just... it was. Um, if you'll pardon the phrase, like the Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, it's not out after Star Wars because Star Wars nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, My brain just going to yeah. say something, but I was like, yeah. wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Whereas Star Trek was nineteen sixty eight or something. Around then, no the first idea. original Star Trek series came out. So yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of glimpse into a pre hugely franchised sci fi world, um, which was interesting. Um, but apart from that, I haven't really got anything else to talk about. 
I'm afraid. Um, oh, um, just I'll just mention the next book I've moved on to is the Black Library compilation book. That, um, that we got when we picked up Greg. Yeah, that we got when we picked up our Greg. Ah, Greg. Um, so I'm reading through that. Um, so that, that's that's. Uh, I shall I shall come back with uh, with a, a meaning regale review. us with tales. I'll regale you of the tales of the Imperium and some Age of Sigmar stories. Actually, oh, so, I already know them. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know all of them. I wrote them. I know. Yeah. I know. Pen names, though, because I don't want. Don't, I literally write every Warhammer fantasy story, but I, I use know, different yeah. pen names. I've ghostwritten for Gav Thor because he's he's known famously for all of the uh, the Age of Sigmar stories he writes. I think all he has. Actually, I think he no, has no, that's, actually that's the only one. thing he writes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. I'm I'm, I'm getting you a peek behind the curtain here. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, apart from being um, a repository of all knowledge of things Age of Sigmar, what have you been up to? <laughs> That's pretty much it, to be fair. <laughs> no. Um, well, uh, speaking about uh, Warhammer and whatnot, we played Space Hulk the other day. Yeah, we went to the uh, gaming cafe again. Played some played Space Hulk, Hulk yeah. Uh, talking to the guy behind the counter saying, yeah, we played Space Crusade, we probably would play it again, but you know, you want to play something new. And the guy was like, play Space Hulk. Or Blood Bowl, and I was like, ah. I've heard Blood Bowl is really, really I've fun. heard it's good, but I just, I don't know, I just don't think I'll be able to ever get into it. I, I think it's probably one of those things that'll be fine once you've learned the rules. Yeah, but... the the video game version does basically follow the rules of the board it game. It does, right? yeah. 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 It's not super... So that's probably a good way to learn. Yeah, it's not super complicated. Honestly, it doesn't snag me. Okay. It just doesn't okay. latch, latch my interest enough. I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of people are like, that'll be my, that's my favourite game, but I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not... Um, not not something I can really get get myself into, but yeah, Space Hulk was fun though. It was, yeah. I did find that a lot of fun. Like there were a lot of uh, kind of rules that were quite similar with Space Crusade. Like you know, you lay out the board, you have like different scenarios to run through with objectives. Space Marine team, Xenos team. Mm. It was fun. It was really cool. The miniatures are pretty rad as well. Oh yeah, they're amazingly cool. fucking rad. So wh- when's this one from? Uh, this is the one from... Oh, when would it come out? Mm. Um, More recent than yeah, Space it's, Crusade. It's the most recent edition, so it's the one with the really nice Blood Angel sculpts in it. Oh, there are some... They are so cool. And they are really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Nice looking models. But yeah, the weird thing is, and I didn't realise this, is that the missions in the current Space Hulk are still the same ones they used to be. So when uh, I was looking for um, the audio for um, the the guy in in the Space Hulk 90s video game, the original one. Um, I wanted the audio of him talking so that we could make uh, make a um, Twitch announcement thing um, for when someone donated. You mean for bloody Brother Flappy Mouth? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, Brother Flappy Mouth! Um, so I was looking that up, and then I realised that the, the intro he's giving is for, you know, Mission 1, Suicide Mission, which and is the first, the first one, the first one in, in the present-day Space Hulk. I was like, oh, that's, that's neat. It's really fucking cool. Like, they've kept the same missions from back in the day. That's fun. Yeah, they have, like, um, like a lot of it is quite similar, again, to Space Crusade. Uh, they've implemented a little egg timer. So the Marine player has timed movements, yeah. and, like, timed phases. So... At the start of your turn, you flip the egg timer over, and you've got to finish up before the time runs out. Okay, I like that. Which is horrible. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it sounds awful, but it sounds good. But that that is actually quite fun. It keeps it going, keeps it snappy. It's quite good. It's actually went really, really quick, because we we went into it sort of like rushing through things, because we were expecting it to be kind of like Space Crusade and how long it would take to actually (laughs) learn and play. 
But we ended up like doing it, and once the game got started, we burned through the mission like super quick. It was quick. really snappy, really good. Uh, the the first like the the mission objective for the first one, suicide mission, is get to this place on the map with your your flamer guy intact, and he has to have ammo because you have ammo, and just flame any square in this room. And it's like that sounds relatively simple. When you're facing a Gene Stealer horde, it is slightly less simple. Yeah, Gene Stealers absolutely mince the Terminators in close mm. combat. So every unit has its own kind of movement points. Um, certain things cost certain amounts of points. So I think it's standard Marines have like, f- I think they all just have four each. Marines all have four, um, Gene Stealers have six. Yeah, because they're, they're faster. And because you're a tactical dreadnought armor, you aren't as fast, which is why if you want to turn like. 90 degrees, that takes, like, a movement point. Yeah. Because you're a big fucking dreadnought, not dreadnought, tactical dreadnought boy. So, and if you want to put them on Overwatch, it's two points, and if you want to, like, attack, it's... So it's, like, it does seem kind of a little bit overwhelming, but once you get into it, it makes complete sense. Uh, you also, like, randomly pick a token at the beginning of it uh, as a Space Marine player and turn over, and there's a number on that, and that's how many bonus point like points you have. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was moving through, putting my dudes on Overwatch because you can see the little blips. They have like little ore specs blips, it like is they an, do in Space Crusade. Yeah, it is in a lot of ways. You can kind of you can kind of see why people think of it being the spiritual success to Space Crusade. It really it's very is. similar. Yeah, but yeah. So I had to get along the road and rock up to this this room on the other side of the board, which is all like little tiles, and you know you pop them out. Like, I looked at some of the later missions, and some of them have, like, second floors and shit, and it's like, yeah, oh, Yeah, I guess it dang. can get very complex. Mm. But starting off, it was only one, one, one level with a few doors, and, like, a couple of alternate paths, so it was pretty simple to start out with. And I, I start rocking out, and Wib gets two tokens every, every one of his turns, which doesn't sound like much, but shit does that man up. Oh yeah, because some of them represent like multiple gene stealers. There was so. one he turned over when, when like, because they are blips on the ore specs until like, you establish line of sight. In which case, the models are revealed. His turn had kind of like ran past, and it was like, oh yeah, I'll turn over my token. It was three of them. I like loads Not of those fucking Tyranid gene stealers. Yeah, there was like three of them immediately. That was the first time this happened, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's probably bad. Um, but yeah, fortunately, um, because you had the flamethrower guy in this mission, um, there's quite a few occasions where just trying to get my Tyranids close to you, they were all kind of lined up nicely so that you could just point the flamer down the thing and would kill like five. It had like a range of 12, and I think the furthest you got, you got like, the furthest away your guys were were about a 10. So yeah. they all lined up down a hallway, and I was like, well, I don't really want to use my flamer ammo because you have like six points. I think I ended up with four or three, so I did pretty well. Yeah, no, I think you had th- I think you had three things left, but um, the thing was is that he was the last guy. The he was the guy. last guy because like uh, I had my my HQ choice was basically my flamer guy was going up the corridor, and my 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 HQ choice was basically backing up behind him, facing, like, the entirety of the fucking Gene Stealer force. Yeah. And he got fucking torn down, and I, I needed to roll. Oh, what was it? I needed to get a a token that had at least, like, two... Extra points. Two extra points if I wanted to, one, get to the door of the room I needed to set fire to, two, turn around, and, like, and then an extra couple to shoot into it. Yeah. And I luckily picked up 
a two-point counter. So yeah. I literally had just enough. And it was terrifying, but it was so good. I lucked out so hard. Yeah. Because, like, the next turn, I probably would have ran up behind you, you and done terrible You would have run up behind you. me and torn chunks out of me, but no, I just mm. managed it. It was crazy. But yeah, so we'll probably go back at some point and have a, and have a few games of the other missions as well. Absolutely, that's, it was yeah, a lot of fun. That's what I was going to say, because I'm back for a couple of weeks, and I've got various plans at weekends and things, but actually I've got quite a few days where I've not, not got any plans, so... Then then come over, we'll, we'll go play Space Hulk or, yeah, or whatever. excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. What else have you been up to? Uh, well, we played Ion Maiden. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a very fun and interesting kind of game. So, Iron Maiden is not only a very clever title, because it's Ion Maiden, which sounds like Iron Maiden. It is, yes. Get it? Yes. Like that band that was headed by that British politician that no one liked. I don't believe Margaret Thatcher was the lead singer of the Brit- new wave of British heavy metal band Iron Maiden. Why would they have the same name? Yeah, exactly. So Iron Maiden. <laughs> I don't think that really I, I, dignifying that with a response would really just encourage you. I feel. I think, regardless of what you do, I won't shut up. That's true. Mm-hmm. His history has borne that fact out. <laughs> Never has a truer thing been said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck the lotties to start with. Iron Maiden. It's pretty good, isn't it? It is pretty good. I like it. Um, it's actually. Made on the build engine, or at least a heavily modified version. Uh, it's Which just just as a question for you know the useless people who don't know what that is. That isn't me at all. <laughs> the build engine is the build engine is like Duke Nukem, um, Blood Shadow Warrior. All the old kind of two point five D shooters were built on the build engine. Okay. So yeah, like three D environments with a lot of sprites in it. Okay. This is a twenty plus year old engine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, and they've actually made it on the, uh, it's very like, quite heavily modified. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot more pixels in it. You see, there is a lot more a pixels. lot more resolution. One might say it didn't look like there was much resolution. Well, it's it You're is calling me out. It is shockingly <laughs> running at ten eighty. It is yes. Okay, but and yeah, it, like com- comparatively, it. Trust me, it does look a hell of a lot smoother. Okay. I will say our video did not look as smooth as the game can do because um, for reasons that I am completely unable to understand, it did not record at 60 frames a second. Yeah. It recorded at like just slightly under 30 for some reason. It was more cinematic that way. <laughs> it was Ubisoft mode. Um <laughs> But no, I don't understand. I don't understand why because the because ex- I have no explanations to it because the way our recording setup works is that it should record at sixty even if the game was running at thirty, which it wasn't. It was running at several hundred frames a second. Yeah. Um, so who the fuck knows what was going off with that? But it yeah. does look better than the video. But yeah, no, um, it's not. It's still in early access. It's not out officially yet. They've uh, released a preview campaign, which is what I was playing, which is about two three hours long, apparently. And yeah, I like it. It's um, it's got a lot of the old trappings of the uh, the old school kind of shooters, which basically I cut my teeth on and still love dearly. Like Blood being one of my favourite games of all fucking time. Yes, <laughs> I, I I keep quiet about it, but some eagle-eared viewers might have noticed. I believe some people may have noticed. Yeah, but yeah, no. There's like little touches of things. There's little references, like who wants some Wang and fucking God Shadow Warrior was so terrible. <laughs> 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 oh god, it was a different time, I swear. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, but yeah, I really hope they release like a um a map builder. Yeah. That would be really cool, like proper old build engine map map builder. I I used to spend hours making my own maps as a little girl. Like I oh god. Didn't you used to use it like a doll text? Yeah, I like I, I used the Shadow Warrior like Sailor Moon sprites that they basically just traced from like Takeuchi's manga. <laughs> and like just I I I'd make little like beds for them and stuff and like little like things like that. I thought that was fun. Just like, you know, figuring out like how like yeah, I'd give them a pool and I'd figure out, okay, so how do how do I make the pool? The way it used to be was you'd put like it doesn't matter what texture you'd put on it, but you'd have to designate a surface as like the beginning part point. Then you'd have to go off and build like the underwater section somewhere else. So underwater is like a different instance entirely. It's a, it's a different instance entirely. Okay. You just need to put, like, they had little sprites that were like rectangles, like, with different colours and different names and the different, like, numeral designations. So they'd be like, oh, this would be a 1.2 and you need to put a 1.3 or a 2.2 or whatever at the, the top of the underwater segment. So you would designate it as underwater. And then you just, so yeah, like, I was doing all that as a little girl, which honestly was pretty fucking impressive. I <laughs> yeah, was, I yeah. was terrible at schoolwork and anything else, but this I gave a fuck about, so. <laughs> That's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. But no, I hope they put like, like a, uh, a build in there. That would be like, like a map maker. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. And I can't see why they wouldn't considering that it's fundamentally. Just, that stuff kind of came with it and it was just. Yeah. It, I would consider when the full thing comes out, if it doesn't come with an editor, I would consider that to be weird. It, the thing that it's ticking all the boxes of the old school kind of shooters so well. So that I mean, they're talking about working on multiplayer as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which will be interesting to see the different like just like red, blues, and pinks and purple like bombshell ladies running <laughs> yeah. around as it was. So yeah, back in the day when you'd have Duke Nukem's with like orange trousers. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, I, I do enjoy that. It's it's just, yeah, it's just what I'm used to in a more modern interpretation. Yeah. So, yeah. I will say, like, we have a book, like, um, it's probably worth checking out some, if, if, you, if you saw our video and you were like, mm, I'm not so sure, go have a look at some other videos of it, because as I say, ours was Ours not... fucked up a lot. Like, the actual just recording process made, made it fucking laggy and made the auto save and auto load functions take fucking forever so yeah um, it was just it did not get on well with shadow play at all um i don't know if it is is like a lot better um with other recording software but yeah our, our particular experience was not uh, was not optimal in terms of recording thing but you've obviously played it off camera have, as well yeah, and, and it, it runs a hell of a lot better yeah but yeah what else what else and i say knowing exactly what you're going to say Shit ton of Vermintide 2. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that game. Oh! <laughs> oh my god, Vermintide 2. Vermintide. It ties in with my encyclopedic knowledge of uh, <laughs> <laughs> fantasy. Vermintide 2 is a very good video game. Oh, I've been having so much fun. I've been playing, like, I've been playing with Longfang a lot, and I've started, like, started playing on, on a harder difficulty that like, Drummer Matt, if you're even vaguely interested, please play with us. Please yeah, play with me. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. It's just the idea of buying a game at full price. It's right. like 20 quid, dude. Yeah, I know. It is actually an alarmingly reasonable price. But, mm-hmm. yeah. No, okay. I'm not going to bully you into it. But, like, I, I would think you'd quite enjoy it. And plus, I'd, I'd drag you around everywhere. 
So it'd be it'd be fun to actually play because I can't remember the last time I played. A no, video I, game I was te- I was tempted, but then knowing that I'm coming home for two weeks and without my PC, I'm like, well, there's no point in getting it. Yet. That's fair. Yeah. So maybe but no, I when I come back. Yeah, but no, I honestly, I I really do enjoy it. There's there's a few problems with it because um, I played it in the beta because I bought it like a week before it was officially released, before it was officially out, and which is not something I usually do. <laughs> No, it's not something you should ever do. But not something you should really ever do. And I was kind of like, not to judge you for it. Yeah, no. I mean, what my my thought process was? Okay, I liked Vermintide One, but there was a fuckload of problems with it, and there were. I'll play. I'll play a little bit of this and really kind of try and be not not dazzled by. Oh, it's it's more of the same thing I like or whatever, and just try and be really objective. And if I don't like it, I'll refund it and come back when they fix it, or or come back like maybe at one point when it's on sale. But no, I, I got it, and I was like, "No, this is this is really good. This is like there was a f- good few bugs, but they fixed them. They fixed a lot of them when the game was released." Yeah, like to to sort of like just just kind of front load like the cons up front. Yeah, there's there are some parts where it, it's it's a bit rough around the edges in terms of like there's some times where you'll see gaps in maps and things. Yeah, um, there's like little little bits of gaps like that. There's um, the localization is still completely fucking insane and off. Um, they're working at it. They have just set out a bunch of nerfs. For bosses and difficulties. Because it's, there were some pretty rough difficulty spikes. Yeah, there were some insane difficulty hikes, but, I mean, like, Vermintide is not an easy game, so I kind of... I didn't like it, but I, it wasn't a deal-breaker for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can say that I did I did like... Um, I, I think it is easier than the first game, at least I think it controls way better. I think it's I think it's a lot tighter put together. Yeah, because they learned I, a lot from the first game. Because whilst I really liked Vermintide One, I could never get into it. I you wanted really to like it, it, but I I would get so what's the word? I, I would get kind of overloaded with stuff happening whilst I was playing it and I never felt like I was actually able to help my team because I was just smash I was just smashing things and then I'd be left <laughs> behind and I don't know why, like I it was just so much more Intense than like Left for Dead, which is like a comparable experience. Um, but then playing it, the, playing this one, I've been like, no, I fucking love this. And by the way, I do play a small dwarf with a giant axe. It's great. <laughs> Who yeah. takes all the damage? He, Team Mum is amazing. I love him so much. He is. He's a little tanky boy, and he's yeah, amazing. So who are the, who are the characters? Are the same as the first game? There's, yeah, the same as the first game. There's Barden the dwarf. There's Kruber the Not soldier the dwarf with a big big axe. Big axe. Kruber, yeah. who's got gun and sword. Saltspire, who's got a salty butthole, um, who's a witch hunter. Okay. He got Sienna. He's the, one, he's the one with the gun and sword. He's the one with the gun and the rapier. Um, yeah. Then you got Sienna, the bright wizard, who's okay. basically like, I think she's like crazy fire mage, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, Carillion, the the ranger elf, and that's it. Yeah. And it's always you play with the four characters. Yeah. Well, there's five of them, so yeah. there's, there's obviously different ways you can combine you can combine them to make different teams. Yeah, so the different team compositions. They've got different different weapons that you can unlock. There's there's loot boxes, but you do, there's no microtransactions. It's after every level you get a loot box, um, and you get modifiers during the level, which is like um, the dice from the first game, but in this t- it's a little bit more simplified now. So you can pick up loot dice. It just gives you bonuses to XP to, on your XP bar. Well, it's more like your loot bar. And every time that fills up, it goes up a rank and gives you better chances of good stuff. Um, and every time every time you level up, you get one. And every time you finish a, a scenario, you get one. 
So you know, you you get a lot of stuff, and you can you can melt them all down, and you can craft your own like new weapons, or you can like there's like low key transmogging as well, so you can extract the transmog from certain weapons. Um, well, it's referred to as illusions, or you, you can craft yourself new weapons with blueprints. They've also added different. Uh, what are they called? They're not occupations or jobs, but they're basically like subclasses. Yeah, basically each character has three subclasses yeah. that you can you can pick. Yeah. Okay. So like, you... you 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 get the first one on everyone for free, and then at level seven you unlock the secondary one, and then you unlock the third one at like level twelve. And every subclass has its own kind of, for lack of a better word, an ultimate. So you have like a a a bar that charges, and Every class has a different one, so with, um, say, with Barden. With Barden, his initial one is like a, he has like a um, survival build, um, and it makes him go invisible, basically. He drops his special His special ability does. Um, his second one um, makes him into a super tank character, which is the one that I usually play, so he's like super heavily armoured, and his ability, like, basically um, taunts everyone around, everyone around him, and... Gives him even even more like abilities to shrug off um, attacks, and his third one he is he's a slayer. <laughs> yeah, he's the, a slayer, the, the, the naked dwarf slayer. Although he's wearing trousers, I'm afraid to say. Oh. Um, and he just it'd be great if they yeah. just gave him a really long beard. Um, and he and his ability like jumps at enemies. Although, and I'll just point this out: if you jump at an enemy, you don't stop because you hit them. I found this out when I jumped at a chaos <laughs> spawn and leaped off the map. Yeah, <laughs> because I was too close to him and just leaped into a lake. That was pretty like, fun, and died instantly. Oh, so I was like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, no, I really like the the fact that they've added in new like subclasses. I think that's I'd like I'd like to see more added in the future. Yeah, that, I think that I, I think that'd be really. Cool. I think they're more likely to add subclasses than to add more characters. Oh, I, I, I don't really want them to add new characters because I mean I'm not. I'm not really interested. Yeah. I just think I think more subclasses will do because then you've got the nice kind of like the Ubershrike five, yeah, <laughs> four, whatever. <laughs> Although, <laughs> you know the best part about Vermintide 2? The Twitch integration. The Twitch integration is amazing. Okay, so, we did we streamed this with Longfang um, the other week, and what you do is you go in and you click on the Twitch integration button. You can only do this in a private game, so you can only do it with you and your friends. You can't just take this into a public match and just make everyone else's lives the worst. So you go in, you type in the name of your, your stream channel, is now the now is it's sniper web, and then occasionally what will happen is a vote will come up on the screen, and it'll be like, vote for who gets the grenade, and people type like hashtag A B C, or D, to vote who who they want to have it, or sometimes it'll be like, do you want them to fight a chaos spawn, or a rat ogre. And people will always choose the worst possible thing. Well, so often, and it's a, it's yeah. amazing. It's it's such a fucking difficulty hike, and it's like just chat throwing shit at you. Because every time they kind of vote for an elite, like a um, like a Blightstormer or whatever, it spawns like two or three of them. Yeah, um, so it's which is not... fucking tricky as hell. But it is it, it is it is a lot of fun because yeah, your your things will come up and it's like, oh, do you think uh, do you want to give them a health potion? Or spawn a rat ogre, and yeah, people will inevitably always pick the rat ogre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. And, and it was, or they'll be like, they'll be super cheeky, and it'll be like, oh, you, you know, like if they, if there's like two nice choices, it'll be like health regeneration, like for, for like I don't know, like thirty seconds you regenerate health, or it can be 
a grenade or, or like, a, a special potion. And they'll vote for the bot to have it. <laughs> because they don't want you to have it. They're like, no, no, no. Give the, speed, give the strength potion to Sienna, the magic user. Yeah, fuck you, guys. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, the most recent... Um, well, it won't be the most recent at the time, but we, we put up the uh, VOD of the stream on YouTube... Um, we, we'd actually done a thing where we've got the chat on screen for it. Yeah. So you'll be able to see, like, even on the YouTube video, when, when those things come up, you'll see, you know, oh, chaos spawn is hashtag A. You'll just see a bunch of hashtag A's just sprawl <laughs> up the screen. Yeah. And I, I really do think the Twitch integration is just so much fun. It adds such an extra element of just chaos. No, no, like. Pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Cause yeah, they also, they, they put Nurgle boys in, uh, yeah, in yeah, this one no, as well. So it's yeah, not yeah. just it's not just um, Skaven. It's like yucky, plaguey chaos boys um, as well. Quick question, because obviously we talked about it a little bit last week. But did they change anything from its um, pre-release build that you played, <sighs> or was it just general bits of what? Just general up? bits of tightening up. Honestly, okay. I honestly we were so busy that week. I only got to play it like twice. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in short, like, yeah, there are some parts like I mentioned earlier that are a little rough there are a about the game, of bugs but it's still, but it's uh, no, they're 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 working, yeah. they're working on it, and I'm actually quite pleased with how much that effort they're yeah. actually putting in. And the things that are kind of wrong with it aren't like deal breakers. They're just like, like I say, there's like things where like, oh, through this gap in a door, I can see through the world, but the game is still really fun. And to be fair, I've not really got into um, a multiplayer game for a long time and I've been playing it like just as much as Snipe has and which is a lot and yeah that's like that's the game that I've been playing for the last two weeks as I've just been playing Vermintide and Mm. I think that's it I don't know I think the only other time games have been booted up is when it's been directly related to the channel like (laughs) and even then we've managed to find a lot of times to play Vermintide for the channel too, so <laughs> I, I just so I, this, this is actually really why fun. you're wanting to do more streaming because you want more legit reasons <laughs> to play Vermintide. But yeah, so uh, Vermintide is great. Vermin- we really Vermintide enjoy it. Vermintide is really fun. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, but we should probably. I, f- I kind of want to go play it now. We should probably let Matt talk a bit though. Oh, draw a Matt. What are your thoughts on Vermintide 2, and why are we playing it after? <laughs> also, Matt, what have you been doing over the last two weeks? Um, not playing Vermintide, so you Podcast don't care, over. <laughs> oh, it's boy. not that we don't care, it's just we won't be paying attention. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you nasty fucking spore. What have you been doing? We are interested regardless of whether it's got um, anything to do with Vermintide 2. <laughs> so, video games. I've been playing more Fallout 4, as Ooh. I'm, I'm sure no one will... Have you got out the starting area yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm 91 hours in. I'm, oh, so yeah, you've just got out the starting area. I've done then. a little bit <laughs> outside the starting area. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing as many side missions as I can, but I have been doing some of the main missions as well, actual story missions. So nice. my character is screaming internally slightly less. <laughs> good, um, good. I don't have much to say. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about it when I finish, but for now I'm just kind of spending all my time doing that yeah. um, still enjoying it still enjoying it no I, i'm really enjoying it, actually it's oh, I'm yeah. glad, I'm it, glad. Is a, it is a very good game um i've just got a, a nice new i've finally got my setup sorted so i've got a good like um silence pistol and a good silent sniper which oh so you're not using your weird one. hybrid thing anymore yeah no i actually got a real sniper that was half decent so 
Yeah, and they keep getting given, like, weird energy weapons, but I'm just like, nah, they can just be sold to someone who needs some weird alien technology, because I'm happy with my (laughs) mundane pistol that's got a silence on it. Because you can still (laughs) one-shot basically everything. So, Mm. as long as I'm, like, stealthed. Which is quite nice. Um, My game for the week, or my game for for the podcast... I played Blood Dragon. Oh, nice! Oh, Blood Dragon is rad. Because I hadn't played it before. and It's very good. Well, I played it for about an hour and a half. And That's the whole of it, isn't it? Well, I don't know, because I stopped playing, because you know what? I didn't like it. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I've heard so many good things, and it opens up so promisingly with you just in this fucking helicopter mm-hmm. mini gunny. Long, tall Sally playing. Long, tall Sally yeah, yeah. playing. It opens up so well. And then, I don't know, it just starts the pl- gameplay, and then it's like, cool, you, you know, minigun and music and everything and run forward and things, but it's like, oh, bonus points if you stealth kill these things. You know, like, well, hang on, wait, do you want me to stealth this, or do you want me to, like, yeah. go full out 80s And then I'd I was like, biggest... well, fuck it, you know, I, play, I always play these games the stealth way, but this isn't, this, this isn't a mainline, for, like, Far Cry game or anything. This is, like, the whole point of this is you go nuts and run around shooting things. So I tried that, and then pretty much instantly die repeatedly. Because as soon as mm-hmm. anyone sees you, they set the alarms off and everyone's there. So I'm like, well, yeah. so you're wanting me to be stealthy. So then I did that for a bit. But then I'm like, well, at this point, this is no different to Fallout 3. Uh, no, um, Far Cry 3. And I'm yeah, like, no. well, I'm enjoying the jokes and I'm enjoying the setting. But at the same time, I played Far Cry 3. I enjoyed it, but I was kind of done with it. And then you get like an hour in or whatever and you finish the intro bits and it opens up into the world and go, right, okay, well, go and, you know, liberate these outposts and do this. And I, so this literally is just Far Cry 3 again. Yeah, I would say the so, biggest fault of that game is that it's built on the, Far, on the Far Cry 3 engine and it's like, that's, it's like, even in Far Cry 3, it's like, it would try and encourage you and give you feats and stuff to go out there and just guns blazing, but it, the it engine sucks you so much for, that. for doing that because it's just yeah. you just die instantly and yeah okay fine mate you could argue that's because I'm not very good at not doing it a stealthy way which is I guess valid but I don't know it just the game yeah. does really set well, you up to just run in guns blazing with your dick swinging yeah that's exactly if you what ever I try and do that you get fucking yeah. mutilated so, as the person here who has 100% of Blood Dragon as you mean as the person here who sucks at first person stealth games yeah, but that's that's not that's not relevant right now. No, no, no. Um, I I have my, I think the reason why I really like Blood Dragon is because I sit from a more un- a very unique position. Is that I never played a Far Cry three apart from I think I played it in the video we did. So that's like an hour and a half of playing it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I never like played that game to death or spent all those hours. So for me, the Far Cry three gameplay was completely fresh. But with this veneer of the '80s nonsense mm. over it, so that was the thing. But I do think that the game does have one major problem, and that is that it does sell itself, especially in the start, as if it is you're gonna well that you're gonna play it like it's fucking Doom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I was. But kind it's of hoping but for. that's not the game it is. What no. it is mm-hmm. is a slightly more forgiving Far Cry Three. Yeah, no, um, I mean, and why I said like you like joking about you sucking at stealth games, it's just that. It has been adjusted so that stealth isn't as mandatory, but it's still incredibly yeah. needed. You you absolutely still have to play it like it's Far Cry. Um, until you get, I seem to remember once you get towards the end and you've got all the upgrades and you mean that where the game weapons. just started. The game's not. The game isn't as short as you think it is. No, I mean once you've unlocked all of the all of the big big daddy things, it's like which it probably should have just left unlocked at the beginning, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, well it's not that bad to give to you say. the the running in. Yeah, but I th- I think that that's like it's 
its biggest fault is that yeah, it does kind of market itself as a game that it kind of isn't. No, like it was just yeah, it's just like I wanted it to be something different. I think, and I've heard yeah. all I'd heard from it was all of the cool eighties like ridiculous and the jokes and the dick swinging and the being a badass. <laughs> and I just I think didn't it... kind of in my head. I didn't put the put it. I was like, okay, that would be. And I'm like, I'm enjoying my stealthy Fallout Four run at the moment. So I was like, well, I don't need two of these. Like. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I was just hoping it was something that it wasn't. No, dude, I, I get that. That's so I, I might give it another go when I'm sort of going into it in that mindset at some point in the future. But I went into it hoping it'd be like a relatively short, just to go in and shoot shit for a few hours and then finish and enjoy the story on the way through. Yeah. Although I do remember that you couldn't play it because it gave it you fucking migraine. Feel, it made me feel really sick, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I could not play. I, I think I got like half an hour, 45 minutes in and I started feeling really fucking ill. It's all the strobing all effects. The strobing and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, I was just yeah, like, oh god, my bad. eyes are falling out of my head. <laughs> but no, it's like, this is the thing. It's like, I love the concept. Mm. I love it so yeah. much. But I completely understand how it would oh, yeah. really turn someone off. I totally get it. I, like I say, it's, um, I think it's, its biggest problem is, is, yeah, like, it's not even a marketing thing. It's just the game pretends it's something that it's not really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, well, good on you for trying something new. But I'm yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm not like rage. I didn't hate it. I'm not rage when installing it. It's just it wasn't what I wanted. So I yeah, kind no, of yeah, fair. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll hopefully go back to it at some point. Um, when I'm not like maining a stealth game, when I make sort of <laughs> yeah, that yeah. can take up my my stealth game slot for a bit. No, I get you, dude. But yeah, you've been up to it, else? Uh, so I haven't mentioned it for a while, but you know, I've my list of films that I'm embarrassed to have not seen, and I really should do. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, which I'm, 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 I'm. If anyone is is interested, I, I'm. It's just on a Google Doc, so I'm happy to like. Put it, publish it somewhere. Not publish, you know. What I mean, like show it off somewhere if anyone is interested as to what's on the list. If anyone um, wants to, I'm about to put up a list there so that you can systematically go through and tweet spoilers at him like a jerk. Oh God, yeah, that, people will do that, won't they? Actually, no, they won't. People who emailed me are actually all really nice, pretty much. So. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there might be like one person who is just like who maybe thinks it's funny and yeah. maybe wouldn't realise. Um, but do you know that Darth Vader? He's Luke he was a ghost dad. the whole time. He was a, yes, he was a fucking was a... ghost the whole time. Did you know that? But he didn't fucking know that. <laughs> no, that was, that was way better than I was going to say. So, yeah, no. <laughs> Great. Anyway, draw um, but... Off that list, we finally watched the original Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> I, so, for context... I I'm just, I'm just going to say I'm... right now, try not to get so excited when talking about this that you blow out the microphone really badly. <laughs> As if I would. As if I have to fix that every other week. <laughs> Whenever someone mentions the Terminator. It comes up more than you think. Tell me about it, Drummond. Um, so, need this. for reference, I've seen Terminator 2 many times. I think a lot of people have seen the second one more um, if, if... And I've actually... Because one. I saw... Was it Genesis, where they went back and saw... Genesis. Uh, sorry, Genesis. Where they went back and, like, saw Young Arnie. Was it that one? Or oh, that one was, was that it? was Salvation. Salvation. There you go, yeah. Because they've just got him jiggling about in like, Skynet headquarters. No, no, the one where... It's CGI. It, okay, I think you might be talking at cross-purposes here. The one where he goes back to a scene from the first one and sees the like 80s punks and things. Yes, that's Genesis. Okay, that's yeah. not okay I, I haven't seen that one. It's in, it's in my watch list because I kind of have to. So when I, when I saw it, I was like, I'm sure I haven't seen this film, but I recognise this scene. <laughs> and it took me a second to be like, oh shit, because I've also seen one of the newer Terminator films. I've just not seen the one they were referencing in the newer one. Yeah, okay. 
Um, yeah, it's pretty great, isn't it? Oh, yeah. so good. The music is so bad, it's life-changing. The music is amazingly terrible. Um, it's so <laughs> terrible, I love it. I like the the bits where it's like the... Um, the chase music that <laughs> sounds... <laughs> it, it sounds... Yeah. It's just noises. <laughs> it's like what would happen if you just were continuously throwing cats onto a keyboard. No, you throw, you're throwing sausages at a fucking Casio keyboard, and that's literally the soundtrack. <laughs> Apart from the sex scene, where it's just a really oh, romantic yeah. piano version. When she just magics her clothes off. We were just watching... We actually skipped back to the sex scene. And it wasn't me, this was Ruth saying, can we go back? And I was like... A, a boob appeared and disappeared. And then she was like... Ruth was like, go back. And I was like, uh, what? But like, one scene they're kissing in their clothes, and then they're just suddenly in a very similar position, but all of her clothes are gone. Yeah, didn't you know? Kyle Reese brought something back from the future uh, yeah. that was basically because, you know, you, you can't send anything through that isn't dead. Hair is fine, though, because it keeps Michael Bane looking handsome, so it's yeah. okay. Okay. But he inserted a declothesanizer. Oh, in yeah, his it, cro- it cross fades the clothes it, off you. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's, it, okay, either the cross fades nice. or it star wipes. Okay. Fortunately, he didn't use the star wipe setting. No, he doesn't have that. That does them. ruin the mood. That does ruin it, yeah. Just star wipe and they're both naked, but yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing we noticed as well the C- well, the, the not CGI, the effects. Oh! Wow! Yes! Like, I know! I don't want to dig on them because it's at a time and, like, fair play, but I don't understand. Firstly, that's like there's like a stop motion bit where he's like all robotic mm-hmm. and it's like for some reason they're only doing it like at like 10 frames a second. And it's like, why yeah, didn't they just no. stop motion this at like the frames, like the speed of the actual film? Because that's because all stop motion is done at less frames a second than standard film. Because it would go from taking like a, a doable amount of time to taking years to yeah, do anything. Yeah, I know. But... Mm-hmm. All, 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 all animation is at less frames per second than you think it is. But to be fair, I don't even care. Yeah, but but this was a, this is at less than like other things get away with it, and it's fine. But, and this, also, this was. This was before really good stop motion became mm-hmm. sort of like. Well, workable. that was the other thing I want to say. I don't want to have a have a dig at this because it works and it's fine. I mean, the the, the fake plasticine Arnie head was works less well. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, yeah, but that that's kind of charming. Thing, it kind of adds a bit to it because it sort of make, it makes him move janky and fine. I'm not going to have a go at that, but it does show how good like thing things of um, like the original Blade Runner was probably a similar mm-hmm. time. Um, Showing ignorance here, not knowing what you. Uh, I believe Blade Runner was released. made. I think Blade Runner was released quite a bit before. Before, mm-hmm. but yeah. Blade Runner looks excellent. It's amazingly look- looking. Uh, and things like I think even that's... like, like two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, dramatically before, and it looks gorgeous. <laughs> and you're like, I know they're different sorts of graphics and things, but if I remember even... correctly, Terminator One didn't have the hugest budget. No, so fair enough. But it just it made me appreciate there, those yeah. like, old, older films that like we thought looked mm. amazing, and we were like, oh, yeah. that, looks, "That looks really cool," and it must have been really good at the time. But it sort of puts it into context a bit more, being like, "Fucking hell, they were like they looked really good." <laughs> I do also think it makes you appreciate how good the effects in Terminator Two are. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, the, yeah term- totally. the effects yeah. in Terminator Two are fucking life changingly cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm like, re- I'm really glad I watched it. We enjoyed it, and mm. yeah, it's a bit janky, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah, no, I mean, I I really love Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Like, I'd say Terminator 2 is probably one of my, if not my favourite movie of all time. It's fucking, it's in my top one or two. <laughs> like, top three. Please. If it's not your favourite movie of all time, it's definitely in your top one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, like, I get so excited talking about this, so I'm going to try and not get as excited to angry yeah. you and blow out the microphone. <laughs> but, like, I love Terminator 1 because... <sighs> 
There's just so many cool little bits that kind of like, especially the way they link into Terminator 2, like the way they, they wrote Terminator 2 and wove it, wrote Terminator 1 in there, just makes me so fucking happy. Like, Sarah Connor is literally wearing Carl Reese's, like, coat in the second movie when she goes to, um, fucking Cyberdyne. Mm. What is, whatever it is. Fucking, oh, where is it? The officers, basically. Yeah. She's wearing his coat. And that's like, that's a really cool thing. And they, like, they, they recreate shots. Like, you know, in, in the bar in, um, in fucking Noir when Carl Reese is, like, unloading a shotgun into Arnie. Like, they redo that. Like, they reuse it in the second one. The whole come with me if you want to live thing. And, I, like, I think, um, Terminator... Which they need to stop fucking doing yeah. because it was cool the first two times, yeah. but seriously, it got so out of hand. It's like Ter- the Matrix come here, the yeah. hand gesture. It's yeah. fucking cringe. Uh, Terminator 2 is the exact opposite of the Star Wars prequels. Because Terminator 2 makes Terminator 1 retroactively better. It does. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the Star Wars prequels mm. who make the original trilogy slightly worse by their existence. Yeah. yeah. But no, God. I... And the guy they got to play John Connor in the second one was like, like adult John Connor was like the coolest son of a bitch I've ever seen. You know what I like about the character of John Connor? Of that he's been played in... Okay, so there's like four movies... And 800 different actors have played that, him. That John Connor's been in, right? Because there's Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Terminator Salvation, and Terminator Genesis, right? Mm. I'm getting that right. So... Wait, is, is, is John Connor in... Don't, don't tell yes, me. he is. Oh, of course he fucking um, is. And in total, I'm pretty sure there's five different actors that have played him in those four movies, and none oh, of them... Sarah Connor Chronicles as well. I don't it looks that. like Nick Jonas is playing... Um... Well, that's a, TV, that's a TV series. We ignore that. Yeah, but no, point hate, is, there's five movies, um, four movies, five different actors. None of them look like they could be the same person at any point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I, will not, I do not believe the guy that played him in Terminator 3 grows up to be fucking Christian Bale. <laughs> well, like... Nor Christian Bale will turn into the version that's in Terminator 2 or the version in Terminator Genesis. No. No, like, just fuck off. It's ridiculous. No. Also, I'm just going to say, I think Daenerys is... Uh, Amelia fucking... What's her name? Clark. Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor is a fucking terrible choice. Just because... That's, that's just my initial impressions and who the fuck they got to play Kyle Reese. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. The, the, the big thing about Kyle Reese is that he is... He's a thin man. He's a thin guy against... Mr. Fucking Universe. He's meant to contrast against Arnie. He's meant yeah. to contrast against Arnie. He's meant to be the the weak human element against the in the unstoppable machine of death. It's a fucking visual thing. And yeah. then he like he he and Sarah fucking spoiler alert they beat the Terminator and don't die. In case you know I need to put that out there. It's it. He is this massive impossible mountain they have overcome. With their tiny, tiny grenades. With their tiny bodies. And then the second one, when fucking T-1000 shows up and he's a thin man and he's supposed to trick you into thinking he's a human and he's a good guy. And it turns out he's he's the big scary dude and big old Arnie's just a big lumbering fucking, like, relic. And and then they're like, oh, Kyle Reese is, like, bigger than Arnie was at the fucking... uh, Fuck you. The, the, Fuck you. The important thing to remember is that... I'm just just nerd-raging. I know, I know. (laughs) The important thing to remember is that after Terminator 2, anyone who had any input on that series basically didn't understand why Terminator 2 was so successful. No. Well, I mean, that's they just, that's no just fucking like, 
focus groups in general. There's just some fundamental misunderstanding about why people like Terminator in every sequel after How, the they, second Haven't yeah. they've announced a new sequel and that's yes. and that's gonna be a direct sequel to two and ignoring that's everything a, else or something? It, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like Can we I'm, be hopeful for that or I am cautiously optimistic about that because it's starring Linda Hamilton, the lady who played okay. Sarah Connor. And Arnie. So I'm like Okay. Oh god! None of this. Ariat, my mom. She died of like leukemia. Uh. It's like no. I think you'll find Linda Hamilton just went fuck this. I'm out. This is stupid. I've actually before <laughs> that. I've actually seen what was presumably the last time she played Sarah Connor on screen, which is in Terminator Two 3D. Right. Not to be con- not to be confused with Terminator Two 3D, the thing that was put out last year. No, Terminator 2 3D, the ride that was at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Well, I say ride, it was like, you know... A, it's like a 4D ride. Yeah, the, four, the 4D sort of experience. Where they get things get. spinning at you and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. You just go into a room and people spit at you for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird no, that people no, pay no. for that. But. No, no, it was, it, this was a theme park in Florida, not a theme park in, like, fucking the Amber Valley like American Adventure was. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the theme park where they would have spat on. I remember I went to see there was they had two 4D rides. Uh, yeah, that's what they call them. I'm not being an idiot. Um, at, at American Adventure, really, I they didn't had even know two. That. No, uh, they had the one where they had the chair. Uh, like they had like the chair rig where they kind of it's, it's like you're like I can't remember what it was. Um, you're like on a like a thingy. What is it? Words. A, a tour of like a mental institution because of course people are idiots and subtlety is just fucking gone and well, yeah. people with mental difficulties are just the devil and it's like this guy takes over the ride and he starts like putting you down on roller coasters and shit and it was like okay moving chair it was chairs that the story was cringy as fuck but it was an experience and then they had one like a, a building over that was literally just a projector with a bunch of dining chairs in front of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like the American adventure and I, I went in there with a friend of mine I was like the fuck is that and it's like oh yeah that's that's the old moat, like the old 4D ride, but they don't have enough, they can't afford another room with the chairs in it, so they've just got, they bought a bunch of dining chairs from the local fucking <laughs> the charity shop and just sat it in front of it. So we sat there and it was like, oh, it was like this old gold digger guy's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go down the mine! You gotta get all this, this, this fucking, like, coal cart, and you sit, you're just sitting down on this fucking really uncomfortable dining chair. And it's like, the guy's just, like swinging around going, like, whoa, careful of that bend! And you're like, I'm stationary. This is and the lights were on. There was like a wind, a big window behind you, and you so it was like on the screen. You could barely see it. It was like what the in fuck. In case in case you can't tell uh, for people at home, the American Adventure was not a very good British theme park. It was fucking terrible. It was also weird that it was called the American Adventure and buried deep in the arse end of the Midlands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they also charge you an abs- exorbitant amount to get in. I don't even remember. I never went there as a kid. So. They charge you like like twenty quid per person oh, or something fuck like off. that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the Terminator two, 2 3D 4D experience ride, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, so you went in and it showed, and, and you basically had like a a big 3D film of Arnie with John Connor fighting in the post-apocalyptic. Um, wasteland, um, and then take down Skynet. Despite the fact that the chip's gone and he's... Don't, don't think about it. Ah. Um, but the really interesting part is the whole lead-up to it is, uh, and I'm sure I've talked about this, maybe I've talked about it on stream or something, but you, you walk through um, what look, feels like you're queuing up to go to a press presentation of the replacement for Cyberdyne. They're talking about like the military systems they're engaging that are using this revolutionary new tech, like all sort of keeping the artifice that you're not going for into a ride you're going to a business presentation that sounds amazing and then when you get into like the lobby like the holding area before you go in 
um, like a a TV screen comes on, like about to give you a presentation, and it gets hacked into by John and Sarah Connor, and it is Linda Hamilton and um, oh, what's it? Ed Furlong. Ed Furlong. It is them playing the characters. Um, I think during the time when Ed Furlong was made of drugs. Oh, um, yeah, the fucking <laughs> miserable story of Ed Phil. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, but they're sitting there like going, you got to get out. Like, seriously, we've hacked into this. If you don't leave, you are, you are going to die. You need to fucking get out now. And then I guess the feed cut, sorry about that. Yeah. Let's proceed with the yeah. tour. It was, it was really cool. It was really cool. <laughs> oh, God. I remember the last time Ram was on, we were talking about it, and I was talking about the, the cut scene from Terminator 3. Oh, uh, which one? The one oh, where yeah. it's Arnie and they've given him like, oh, Harry, y'all! Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll drum about I will link you up after. Yes. I'm not going to go through that again. But yeah, no. Terminator 1. Isn't it amazing? It, yeah, very glad we saw it. Mm, the, 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 like, the actual Terminator effect, I remember one that, that used so to give me Finish your words, finish your sentence. No. Uh, the Terminator 1 effects, the one that used to give me chills is when they're in the factory at the end mm. and Kyle's trying to distract it and Sarah bolts off to the side. And it like its its head snaps to look at her, and its eyes kind of like go first. I thought that was so fucking well done. It's so creepy. It was awesome. Because yeah, like actually seeing it kind of like wandering around, and the actual model is just so fucking cool. Oh god, and the, the the aperture of the eyes kind of getting bigger and oh, smaller. Oh yeah, I always, always like seeing that. Quite yeah. a fun fact. Oh god, it's so fucking cool. And also, I'd like to like you know my favorite character, and that is Sarah Connor's hair. <laughs> yeah, her hair is yeah, yeah. I believe it did have its own dressing room. It did. <laughs> it had to. It was that large. Oh, I was just thinking some of the costumes, like when they're getting dre- at the start, when they're getting dre- dressed <gasps> up for a date. Shoulder like, pads. Why are you wearing? And then they, and then the date's you know cancelled or whatever, and she gets changed and goes out to the cinema or wherever she's going. He's just like, you look so much cooler now than you did. I mean, just don't do the whole dressing up for a date thing. Just wear what you're going to wear, girl. <laughs> the eighties oh, was a terrifying time. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. yeah. That and oh, my mum had that haircut, and like every one of her friends had that haircut. Well, a lot of people now who are like were that age and had that haircut then still have the haircut. I mean, if, if that makes them happy, great. But it's just so strange to me. Yeah, I'm sure like, my hair, my haircut, and how I look is really weird to people too. But whatever, that's fine. <laughs> just don't tell um, me because you know that will hurt my feelings. And there's some good mullets in it as well. There are some fantastic oh, yeah. moments. In the, like, uh, the club, the noir, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, shit. Electro, is it like electro-noir? Oh, I can't remember. It's something like that, I can't remember. Uh, techno-noir. Techno-noir. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's tech-noir. Tech-noir, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you. We, we, there, we workshopped yeah. it, we eventually... You got there it. eventually. There's it's like the mullet on, on the, the T-800 that in, in Kyle's flashback that breaks in. Like, he, like, he lines up and like the, the dogs are checking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then, like, you see kind of, like, the silhouette of the guy with the red eyes, and he's just got this big fucking funky mullet flowing <laughs> in the wind, and you're like, hmm. Even if you weren't a Terminator, I probably would be suspicious of you with a mullet that mighty. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but no, but anyway, it's really good. Anyway, um, anything, any other movies you watched, or? No, no, I just... finished um, moving on to books very quickly. I finished reading uh, Pyramids, Discworld book. Oh, which yeah. You let me. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. It, it's interesting because it's. I, I don't think there's much in that that ever occurs in any other book, so it's one of the more self-contained ones. No, I think it's its own thing. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. lots and lots of references and in-jokes and things. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, even more so than... Because I'm, I'm going through and reading them in order. Um, 
as you know, because I'm taking them all off you. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you are taking my you are taking my books, my children to another country. Yeah, but I'll bring I'll bring them back next week. So. In, in return for borrowing more, please. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> this is just a this is just this a, a long standing. It's just a long standing hostage situation. It's a custody yeah, battle. I mean, it means that you know I'm going to come back at some point. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> for what that's worth, is this what it's going to take, John? That <laughs> you're far too British to to be <laughs> impolite and keep a book. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, that's all. That's all I've got. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. No D and D because players are sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get a. We might get an in-person session while I'm back. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we'll sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but so I guess that means we shall move on to questions. Questioners. And for a change, why why doesn't Snipe tell you the email address to send our questions to? No. Is that is that because you can't remember it? Oh, I can remember it. Okay. If you have any emails, like if you want to send us a question, like I don't know, maybe you want to tell us why Terminator One and Two are amazing. I mean, that's like, not a question. It's a yeah. statement. Okay, it's like so. I like this in Terminator One. Don't you guys think that's cool? That is a question. Uh, technically, I guess, yes. Technically, it's it's kind of a leading like, kind of. Okay, question. do you want to say the email address and stop uh, stop pausing? Only drama Matt at snipe and wib at gmail dot com. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Got it right. Yeah. You got it right. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, my brain's just full of all of that uh, that Warhammer fantasy knowledge. I know, and it's hard to remember an email address that we've had for months. Yeah, so if if you want to send me like some some uh, some questions about Age of Sigma, Warhammer fantasy, because I will be able to answer everything with one hundred percent accuracy, unerring, inhuman accuracy. I really look forward to the next podcast. Then, <laughs> yeah, just send me questions questions you might have, maybe things you don't get, maybe rule kind of things. I mean, I. I know everything about the rules as well. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. single thing. I wrote half of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I know them. So, yeah, you got any questions about that? Hit us up. Only drummer Matt at snipeandwib at gmail.com. There you go. There we go. So, what are the questions, Matthew? Okie dokie. As usual, in no particular order, so the subjects are going to jump around quite a lot. That's fine. Um, oh, they do anyway. A lovely anonymous person asked um, if it's worth it to paint Tau. No. <laughs> which I'd say yes but I would say if you want to paint towel go and paint towel the best you can if, I, th- I think the models are cool I think they're worth painting just on their own right yeah, like, the models are cool if you want variety in what you want to paint probably don't collect towel because you've got your dudes and then you've got your bigger dudes and then the tanks and that's basically it and they, you they, could say that about a lot of armies yeah but... I know but I feel like yeah there's just there's not there's not much going on in terms of variety. I mean, yeah. then you've got your crew, but I mean, fuck them. Crew are cute. Or you could paint Vespids. I'm sure mm. someone's used a Vespid in a game once. Maybe. Probably. But like, I, I am, a, I, uh, I, I am, I was a Tau player. I haven't played for years, so I don't think I can say am anymore. Um, but I painted up most of my models, and I did enjoy it a bit. But I went with this, this, the standard Tau colour, you know, the Tau Sept Okra or whatever it's called, Sandy Tau, which I would change now if I was doing it, but I'm not doing starting from scratch with them. I have a few Tau that I'm painting up red, just because okay. I think it's Yeah, we got, we got them in the old Kill Team box. Yeah, yeah. I just okay. want to see red Tau, because you always see it's like yellow. I did, to be fair, actually, I did my, there was the Stealth Boys that I did, and I did them, they were mostly black with, like, purple accents, and I was like, I actually quite Mm. like that, and they're really easy to paint like that, because you don't, don't (laughs) they're super gothic, aren't Um, they? And then their follow-up question was, what units would you 
think are most fun to paint, which I assume we can expand out to beyond Tau. Mm. Um, uh, the most fun I've had is painting my uh, venerable dreadnought, venerable space wolf dreadnought, because I like I love painting fur. Okay, I really yeah. enjoy painting like furs, so I guess wolves are a good choice for yeah, me. I did, yeah, I had painted up my old. I used to have an old um, fantasy empire army, and you got the ni- the wolf knights in them. Yes, got, got, I know got, of them. They've got furs. You do. You I do. actually invented them. What were they? What were they called again? Just because I can't remember. They were called the uh, the wolf bork knights. The, the wolf. Of bork course, knights. it was in high elvish, so you know okay. you couldn't. But that was literally what it translated. Yeah, the, the empire had units that were named in high elvish. Seems legit. Yeah, yeah. Seems legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I told you, dude. I I, I literally invented those units. <laughs> Sculpted them myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, their cloaks were very cool. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you appreciate it. Not many people like the cloaks. But the point is, the cloaks were fur, and they were fun to paint. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I I always enjoyed um, painting my orcs because I quite it was quite fun to paint checks and things. Mm, um, fuck you. I hate, like painting like really definite corners. Is so difficult. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the sort of strange person Masochist. that does like painting freehanded chapter symbols on space marines and things. <sighs> I reiterate, massive and like doing all the numbering for like company numbers and things and mm. stuff like that. I, I enjoy doing that kind of thing because I'm strange like that. Um, but yeah, I guess like overall, like, just just orcs in general because you can have a lot of fun with them. Mm. Um, you can kind of be as complex or as you can do a lot of simple as you want, them, really. Yeah. I've actually got some orcs, uh, some second edition orcs to paint at the moment because yeah. that's a normal thing that humans do in 2018. Eh. Um, for their, their, their next question was, um, do you think it is mandatory for every video game to have Jet Jaguar DLC? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, without a fucking doubt. <laughs> I'm angry that Vermintide 2 doesn't. Yeah. That's the only new character I'd allow. <laughs> what about you, Drummer Butt? Me, I have very little impact on Jet Jaguar. Jet January. Sorry, what? Jet, jet January. <laughs> can, can I rephrase that sentence? No. No, no, Jet January. That's the name yeah. of the fucking podcast now. I, don't, I honestly, I'm not 100% sure what Jet Jaguar is. Jet Jaguar is a knockoff Ultraman that's in Godzilla vs. Megalon. Okay. And he also has a cool theme too. <laughs> okay. Which I'm guessing is the thing you're singing and not, that's not just a word. A little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> jet Jaguar. Jet Jagger, yeah, it's 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 pretty done. Jagger. Also, the movie. I thought I thought you'd agree with that question. Yeah. (laughs) Also, the movie is fucking terrible. Um, I wouldn't ever put someone through that. (laughs) It's it's okay. In terms of a Godzilla film, it's of the era. It's average, but it's not one of those Godzilla films that I'm like, you should totally watch this. It's just (laughs) it just is a thing that exists. Mm -hmm. Next question from um, Reese or Acidus. Um, Okay. They sent us a dog picture as payment for the question oh. service. So Cool. Um, yes, the question service. It's an excellent dog picture. And he, they've also given us permission to put it on Twitter. So as of whenever this podcast goes live, I'll tweet the picture so everyone else can see. Um, Where have you sent it to us? Uh, I sent it to your phones, but it'll come through in a sec with you know my, yeah. my internet uploading things. Um, while, okay. while it's sending, I'll read the question. Um, yeah, sure. If you didn't have any restrictions, i.e. time, budget, resources, etc., what video or video series would you want to make? I'd want to do a full Let's Play of, like, Mass Effect. Yeah, that'd be a long-ass fucking series. That would be so much fucking yakka. It would be impossible <laughs> to do. But, God, that'd be fun. It's like, if, if I had, like, an... If we, if we had, like, outsourced, like, an editor, and someone to deal with all that stuff, and, and edit it, and do all the... Like... 
then sure. Why not? Yeah, just managing that much footage. Just doing that, um, like, it would be hundreds of gig it's of to- footage. It's one of those things where it is totally doable. But and I, I think th- everyone would get really bored after yeah. the seventh video. I think most people <laughs> would get kind of sick of it before we yeah. got to the end of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do, like, the full fucking trilogy. Like. Yeah, that, that's kind of like, that that'll ne- that will literally never happen. And then and then um, I, we can then do a, a side one where I play through Andromeda again and do my uh, Mass Effect Andromeda apologetics uh, act again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I'd do um, I mean I'd like to do more uh, I'd probably go more down the scripted route of like mm, resources but more, I don't know what kind of scripted videos yeah I don't know like, what I'd do I'd like to do movie reviews and stuff but then again like YouTube copyright bullshit notwithstanding yeah you sort of once you start looking at movies you sort of introduce yourself to a whole new world of content yeah, ID absolutely. nonsense but, I mean I guess the question is you know without the restrictions so I guess we can say yeah, yeah I'd, I'd start without the YouTube reviews. bullshit yeah without the YouTube bullshit I mean I've been meaning to start like up a like like watching a season of of anime and then trying to explain it really badly yeah <laughs> okay because yeah, like we, I, I was trying to explain some kind. I think it was Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, it was a few podcasts. And I explained ago, it yeah. really fucking badly. <laughs> and someone was like, "Oh, I'd like to really, I would really like to see like a series of that." And it's like, good for you. I actually think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do it. Like basically, you've got like I don't know, like um, two minutes. I've got two minutes to explain the entire season of like the first JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Enough. But yeah, um, yeah, I guess I guess going into yeah, yeah, doing more movie reviews and stuff because currently we've done a handful of movies, but they've always been what's well, a handful. We've done two full length movies, um, and they've been like very carefully picked to be something that we knew wouldn't get us in trouble with YouTube. Yeah. So, because I know there's obviously people out there who do just do full movie reviews, but they do tend to have to spend a significant portion of their time fiddling with uh, the back end of YouTube, making uh, things work. Yeah. Um, and making it so they can actually get their videos live, and I frankly can't be bothered to that's, deal with that's that. That's a lot of fucking yeah, bullshit fair. to go through. And it might not even work anyway, yeah. so... But yeah, no, good question. You should have the dog picture now, by the way. Yes, yeah, doggy doodle, picture. Doodle, and he's five, and he's a jackapoo. A jackapoo. <gasps> now that but is a amazing. sweet boy. It's, that is a good it's dog an excellent inside. photo as well. Like That is a really good photo of, of, yeah, of good I'll, old Dougal. I, we have permission, so as of Monday, or once this podcast goes live, I'll tweet out the picture so people can look. If they want, Absolutely. my Twitter is at Drumblebee. I think Drumblebee, it is, yes. yes. It is, yeah. Um, Follow for pictures of dogs. Yes, not my dogs, but I happily claim credit for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will credit the people who owns the dog as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next up, Parry. Um, firstly, uh, their question is: Have any of us had cheese curds? And if so, were they fried, unfried, or both? No, no, I have not. I've had, I think I have. I was in, we, we did a um, couple of day trip to Montreal where, from when we were staying with some of his family. They in like cheese Toronto. curds up there, don't they? Yeah, so they had poutine, which is basically cheesy chips and gravy, which is, we have that in the UK too. But it's subtly different in Canada in that you have to order it in French. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle poutine. Or in Canadian French, which is very different to French. All the swear words are, like, based around religion. It's really weird. But um, anyway, yeah, um, instead of actual just, like, grated cheese, they they have cheese curds on it. And so it it definitely tastes different to normal cheese, but I honestly haven't had it separately, so I couldn't tell you how it's different. Or even what is a cheese curd? I couldn't even answer that. Cheese curd is like... uh, It's like milkier cheese. (laughs) 
It's just like squishy cheese, yeah, isn't it? I don't really know. But uh, I think I have had it, but not by itself, so I couldn't review it Because I don't like, like, you can curdle milk. But I don't think it's curdled, because curdle's not good. But curd, curd, curd milk, yeah, curd I don't, cheese. I don't know. Curded cheese. Okay, I think we've already yeah. spent too long on this question. Um, that fundamentally, the, the answer is no. Their, sec- no. Their, sec- their second bit isn't a question, but I'll read it because it made me feel good. Okay. So, um, oh. Secondly, I would like to say, whenever one of my questions is read on a podcast, I just get a weird form of happy, which I don't know how to explain. I just like how Aww. you guys make everyone feel welcomed. Aww. Yeah, which is really sweet. And well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I had a few, yeah, um, few yeah. similar emails where people have been like, you know, it's just they just enjoy it for whatever reason. They let us know how it's enjoying it. It's just it's nice to hear that somehow, in a very small way, we're adding a bit of niceness into the world because I think yeah. that's what the world needs, really. Yeah, the world's yeah. pretty fucking horrible. Let's be honest. So yeah, it just made me like, oh. Aww. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, thank, thank you for telling us. You know. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad we I'm do. Glad good. Yeah, I won't. Sometimes when people message in just to say that they're enjoying things, I won't necessarily read it out on this bit. Um, sometimes I will. Because they can I get a bit self, uh, self. Yeah, it's a little bit like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the section going on about why everyone likes us so much. Yeah, like oh, hi, Snipe. You have the biggest muscles, and you know everything <laughs> about Major Sigma. <laughs> those messages are always appreciated. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Murray. Um, so he's glad to hear you enjoyed playing Space Crusade. It, yeah. it was actually their first exposure to 40k, and actually, oh, wow. rather strangely, their only tabletop experience of Warhammer. Um, <laughs> That's fair. What with limited time and money and things, it they That's didn't just yeah. you know, video games and tie-in books and things. Um, yeah. But they did have one of the Space Crusade expansions. Oh wow! Uh, Mission Dreadnought. Yeah. and a friend yeah, had and a friend one. had the Eldar expansion apparently. Yeah, I, I always thought for years that there was only one or one expansion for it, but yeah, I had to look up and there's a few of them. So yeah, it's uh, that's pretty rad. And it's pretty cool. I would be interested in playing them, but then you know, um, it's availability is yeah, a big thing. Yeah. Um, and they were also saying as well they um, remember it being quite well supported by GW, and there was various rules in White Dwarf and things for extra bits. Oh, cool! Apparently. I know they did um, advertise it like in in White Dwarf because um, one of the um, old issues that we reference in one of the Rogue Trader videos, um, the cover of it is literally just the Space Crusade artwork because they were saying <laughs> this is the new thing out. Like, go mm-hmm. fucking follow this. <laughs> to be fair, that artwork is amazing. It's pretty fun. So cool. uh, on a related note, they've asked, um, as people who may know, which presumably excludes me, and now, seeing as you're like the font of all fantasy knowledge, and therefore have no room for 40k knowledge, excludes you, Snipe. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I have, I, I know some of 40k. Um, but they're asking, uh, did proper Warhammer Dreadnoughts ever look like the ones in Space Crusade? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, they used to in, in Rogue Trader. They looked very different. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. They're, they're sort of like a weird early version of the Contemptor, but more shit. Um, and it then was a while ago. The Space Crusade ones are just their own weird thing. Um, with with long heads. With what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> yeah, and then after that, um, I can't remember when what we think of as the boxy dreadnoughts came in, but. But yeah, I think there was there was like a time when a lot of people were using the Space Crusade dreadnoughts as actual dreadnoughts, and I know some people still do buy them today to use on tabletop <laughs> as like um, heresy era dreads or whatever. But um, but yeah, no official full full forty um, k line has never looked like that, to my knowledge. Anyway, maybe someone knows, but I have never ever seen um, in Age of Sigma they did. 
I'm sure they did. In uh, Warhammer Fantasy, the Dreadnought was going to say, that in Age like of that. Sigmar in 1993, yeah. they did, yes. Yeah. In we, Age of Sigmar. We, well, I was thinking, of, well, I'd, I'd come up with the whole Age of Sigmar thing at that point anyway. Oh, when yeah. I was six. Yes. Yeah, and I was working for Games Workshop. <laughs> Mr. James Workshop, he lets me call him James. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what's the next question then, Matthew? Um, <laughs> same person, uh, but yeah. completely unrelated subject. If it hasn't already been answered... What is your favourite sort of pie? Oh, I like peach pie. They're saying sweet and savoury, if you'd like. Sweet. Um, but so. I do like steak pies. Oh. See, to me, it depends where this person's from. To me, a pie is something, it's got to be completely surrounded by pastry. Like, you have a pastry bottom yeah. and sides, yeah. you fill it in, and then you've got a pastry on top. Or a stretch, sometimes if you're like at a pub or something, they'll have a pie in like a ceramic dish, and it'll have like puff flaky pastry on top but not like the sides, which is... But it has to I definitely be covered that. in pastry. Whereas I think a lot of American pies are like more like what we'd call like a tart or something. It's like pastry yeah. bottom and sides, and then filling, but then no pastry on top. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. to well, me I, isn't like, a pie. We're talking about the, the pastry all round. Yeah, pastry all round. I love, I love sweet pies, okay. but I also love steak pies. Yeah, I'm very simple. I think like kind of steak pies are like my favourite. And I'm not really a fan of a lot of sweet pies. I also yeah. don't like ale in pies. Oh, like steak, steak and ale. Steak and ale. Like steak, steak and ale, ale is great. I, okay I don't like it. You guys can have my steak and ale. Okay, that's fine. Or steak and kidney. Why are you going to put that yucky bit in there? <laughs> Why are you going to ruin it? I like <laughs> apple pie. My nanny used to make amazing apple pies. Apple pies. Are good, but apple pies are slightly inferior to apple crumble. So... I just, I Personally. remember, like, every time I, I, when I was a kid, every time someone would present me with apple crumble, I'd eat the crumble and leave everything else. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. I just, I just like the burnt pastry <laughs> and sugar. So what's your favourite then, Matt? Um, I don't know. I'd be, I'd, I'd sway, to, if I had to say a specific pie, I'd, I'd sway towards pork pie. As in, like, you know, oh. it's so, for those outside of the UK. They're, um, they're nightmares. It's. They're cold. They they serve cold, and it's they're usually smallish. Like if you put your sort of make a circle with your index fingers and thumbs, and that okay. sort of size or smaller, and they're like basically just reconstituted pork surrounded by weird jelly. It's yeah. It's in, like in it's like clear, really dense, like salty pastry. water jelly. Yeah. It's <laughs> they disgusting. Sound so gross, but oh, they're so. It good. is gross. They are really nice. They're, they're, they're nothing awful. like like a warm steak pie or whatever like they're a completely separate entity it tastes like congealed pork reject meat have you had one from birds Fish? no and I, oh, i've, I I've have, tried like multiple I, ones I, I, and I i'm not going to birds to spend about 50 quid on a fucking okay pork i'm just bring you a, a bird pork pie no um, hashtag not advertised or not sponsored or whatever but birds <laughs> okay i could be okay i'm just gonna say the podcast is already running a lot longer than we need to can we move on from the pork pie okay. discourse okay i actually had more pie things to say but fine <laughs> Wow. Um, Poor drama Matt wanted to talk about <laughs> no, pie. Uh, okay. Uh, Isaac, uh, first off, they wanted to say that they're loving Codex Compliant. That are good. Oh, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Also, all the D&D talk on the, pod- on the podcast. <laughs> so apologies <laughs> for this week. Um, yeah, sorry. They were curious as to how we feel, this is presumably related to D&D, about mm-hmm. ra- races such as, like, gnolls and orcs. And the races that are oh. sort of portrayed as, you know, horrific raiding parties that constantly plunder. But actually, you know... In real world, they've got they can't just be constantly at war and constantly plundering, and they're just wondering what are our thoughts on things like that. Hmm. I think it's it's an interesting topic of what these 
these races that you know that have have the categorization of you know alignment evil, evil. Um, yeah. like how they actually function as as like a society i think that's interesting but i also understand from a purely mechanical sense why they have to be the way they are yeah like from a gameplay sense i get it but like i don't know i think kobolds are quite fun because you know them being like kind of like weird dragony kind of things and and basically having cobalt the mineral named after them yeah. and that kind of stuff is it's, that where the name comes from? Oh, I didn't know. Well, that. Yeah, a, a lot of not from the D and D, obviously. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. A lot of the D and D monsters <clears throat> came from like old um, folk tales and things. Yeah, yeah. And mm. the name for cobalt material came from an old folk tale for things that lived in mines or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So I did yeah. not know there that. is there is yeah. some, there is a link. Yeah, there is. There, there's a lot of kind of like cool yeah. kind of stuff like that. I know the way the way I see this is like like. As players, you only ever see the gnolls and orcs being... Because as soon as they encounter the party, they want to attack the party because that's what they do. But when the party's yeah. not there, they do have their own shit going on. And they do have, you know, as they as they say, like someone cooking dinner and someone sharpening the weapons and someone doing, you know, all this sort of stuff. Someone playing Scrabble. But that's not, people don't play D&D. To, like, you bet a lot of groups that play D&D don't do anything in their own downtime. And then even those that do, like our group, do you know, has a bit more you know, hanging out in the pub and chatting in downtime stuff. But even our group isn't going to be particularly interested in, oh, do you, let's pause what you're doing. I, as a DM, am going to go on a monologue about what the orcs are doing in their downtime. <laughs> it kind of, the game's set up to highlight the heroic bits of it in general. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's not showing you the kobolds, that, the, the kobolds, the kobolds that are just sitting at home. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's a lot of that really. And as well, like, you have to include it somehow. Like a good DM will make the world feel like, make it feel like the world is going on, even if the players aren't there. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to go too much into the sort of nitty gritty of exactly what you know how goblin society works or whatever. Cause, Although, yeah. how you say like you don't want to like suddenly just cut away and speak about like what the orcs are doing in their downtime, but how much would it freak a party out if the DM just suddenly, like, they're in the middle of something else, goes, several miles away, a bunch of orcs sit down for dinner, and they you all... You are like, literally spoiling all of my, D- my, my DM tips. <laughs> like, all of my DM tips. Like, techniques. even if it doesn't amount to anything, like, the party will sit there and go, what the fuck was that about? Why did they what, bring that up? What is that? A li- like, they wouldn't have mentioned it if it wasn't important. Was there so a message we missed? So, so then you'll get parties just, like, walking miles and miles to these fucking orcs' ha- home kicking in the door and then just shaking them down and being like, what do you want? Do you have loot? Ah! What did you have for dinner? There's a lot of power DMs wield in that regard. So, um, Orion asked, um, they noticed a inconsistency in the, um, inverted commas, snipe character of your successful podcast. In, In episode 47, Snipe encounters a small spider, which she christens Greg. However, yes. previous media has indicated that Snipe's character is arachnophobic. Did it <laughs> um, from the Limbo video, particularly? Yes. I mean, what are we to believe? Like, is this a magic phobia beating Snipe or something? Ha ha ha! I really hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you sucky fuck. Right, let me sit you down and tell me tell you about this fucking character. So you'll notice that the Limbo video is about a hundred years old. It is from a good while ago. It is about four or five years old. And yeah. see, Snipe currently, in the current canon, is not afraid of spiders. Well, she still is kind of a bit worried by larger spiders, but 
a lot of smaller to mid-range spiders she can deal with. That's because character development happened. She got bored of being afraid of, of spiders, so she started really fucking pulling her dax up and getting down to business to not be afraid of spiders. And it's kind of worked. So, yeah. The, char- the character arch is quite good there. Uh, so if I refer you to modern day, like the latest edition, which will be this this one... Uh, She's not that afraid of spiders anymore because years have passed and exposure therapy works. <laughs> you fucking sucky dick. <laughs> <laughs> they they also said seriously, no, thanks for doing podcasts and all that sort of stuff. Oh, <laughs> so, you're welcome. <laughs> little yeah. fucking shit. Oh my goodness. Very much tongue in teeth. It was excellent. Tongue in teeth. Tongue oh, in teeth. Ow. Yeah, that, that sounds painful. That's what I'm yeah. going with, and I'm sticking with it. Damn it. Okay. Okay. We, we don't have the time. Move on. Next question. We can't dwell on everyone's um, minor errors, like how you said character arch earlier. That's fine. Um, character arc. There we go. They, they, their actual question was: Have we had chance to check out Necromunda? No. No. Um, I really would love to, but I haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. We, we will do. do. Does um, the board game cafe have have a have a set? They seem to have everything else. So I think yeah, I'm not. Do. I'm not sure. I'll check the next time we go in. Okay. If not, we'll ask very we'll nicely if they know anyone. Okay. Next up, Aridius Pidnean. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, I think it's almost guaranteed you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Apologies. Um, what do you guys think of Ghostbusters Two? I can't actually remember much about it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Was that the one where there was a lot of splishy, splashy anger goo underneath New York City that made everyone a twat rather than just people living in a big city have really low empathy? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no, I can't remember much about it, honestly. <laughs> I, I was so disappointed about the first one. I never, I, I, And I knew the second one was received worse than the first. So I was like, yeah. I, yeah. I have heard it's not good. I, I watched it again a few years ago. Um, all I remember is that it's just, it's not as good as the first one. It's not like it's unwatchable or anything, but it's it's fine. My favourite part about it was the news anchor Gremlin. I believe that might be Gremlins 2 you're thinking about. What? No. It's a little monster. Like in Ghostbusters 2. It's a ghost. Okay, next question, please. Uh, next question. Some guy camping sent another dog picture. Um, Good. Yes. Now sending forward to you now. Um, is that his? Is that that person's name, or are you just being a fucking dismissive dick? No, no, no. I'm. That's the. That's their name. Oh, some guy camping. I guess. Fucking yeah. whatever. No, I'll, I'll send it through to you, and we have Twitter permission, so I put it on the Twitter. Good. Um, Excellent. His name is Runt because he was the Runt of the litter, but now he's actually Aww. bigger than his brothers and sisters. Um, no, good little boy. I'll, I'll put it on the Twitter. Lastly, we have uh, Seamus. A um, couple of questions. So, it's been a year now. Snipe, have you finished The Witcher 3? The Witcher 3? Yes. What's that? <laughs> I've played The Witcher 2. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like it, it's alright. Short, short answer is no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get round to it. I'm sure. Uh, next One of up, these days. Moving on quickly. Um... This this will you you're about to make a squee noise snipe so um, okay have any of you cosplayed and if so as who snipe would make a great rich witcher and I think we all want to see Wib as Inquisitor Greg <laughs> yes yes no no that would be amazing uh, I did like a really diet cosplay of Siri I basically did my hair like her did my makeup like her and drew a big old scar and wore a medallion for our Halloween stream yeah yeah. Uh, I really, really want to get into When you say cosplay. Siri, you don't mean the iPhone thing, right? Uh, no, I mean the Witcher Siri. <laughs> yeah. Cirilla. Cirilla, Rhiannon, fucking... Like, something, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Geralt's, like, daughter. Okay. 
you heck. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But yeah, no, you need to, you need to definitely, well, the thing is, like, when we get 100,000, the thing is, when we get 100,000 subscribers, Whip has promised to do a sexy dance as Misty. This is true. That so is that, true. Yeah, I hope that's not going to be his first cosplay. <laughs> but yeah, I think he'd make a really good Inquisitor Greg. You see, I, I would be down, I would be down for that, but it's, uh, you know. It's a lot of money and a lot resources of and re- time resources and, and time. ability. Yeah, really. <sighs> one day, though. One maybe, day. maybe one day. Maybe one day, I w- I can be the Greg I always knew I should be. <laughs> I, I joked on stream. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go as Vibben, <laughs> his his punky assistant lady who dies instantly. Dies. <laughs> I'll literally I'll just go around and like if anyone ever wants a photo, I'll just lie at your feet and you can just look mildly upset. Yeah. So I'll that sounds like, good. Oh no. Oh no. She's dead. <laughs> She's dying for character development. I should really just read that fucking book. <laughs> In that voice. Yes. <laughs> it was then I realised they were a heretic. Didn't like that much, did I? Did not. They weren't very good. Chaos is pretty bad, isn't it? Ooh, not a fan of them. Ooh. Is that the end of the questions? Uh, no, there's one last one which will... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so this is, for, this is a good one to end on. So for Snipe and Wib only, apologies to me. Okay. What is the worst thing you have seen Drummer Matt do? <laughs> I assume it involves nakedness, a public space, and at least one crate of brown sauce. Um, so I'm going to hang up and leave. <laughs> Answer that however you like. No, no, no. It's, it's fine, mate. It's fine, man. Look, look, we can... <laughs> I'm not sure if you're laughing at the question or if you're laughing at your about to be answer of it. <laughs> Do you have a story you want to tell? And let's keep it let's keep it tight, let's keep it short. Okay, funny you should say let's keep it tight. You know how Toys R Us has just been shut down? Drama, yeah. you'll remember this because, well, you were involved in the story. Um, we were out, out and about town. I think it was like, he'd come back and he had like a couple, like an afternoon to kill and I was in town because I needed, I needed to get some jeans. And Drama had phoned me up. He's like, oh yeah, are you in town? Because, you know, I'm, I've got like a few hours to kill before I go to go meet, meet my family and go to the pub. And I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll have a wander around. So we wandered around town for a bit. We got, we got to, to a Toys R Us um, and I'm like, you know what, let's have a, let's have a meandering. And Drummer Matt's like, okay, that's fine. I hate toys. And I hate the US. Which, honestly, I didn't want to... I didn't want to... <laughs> to be fair, the fact you, it was You don't want to give him any, any more thread, you know? To be fair, he wasn't, like, going off on a weird rant against Armenians. So, you know, yeah, I'm, so, I'm kind of grateful. We're, we're, we're pretty grateful for that. So we go in, and I'm looking at the toys, and I'm looking like... I always, I always freak out at the baby borns, because they're a bit fucking creepy. And like we're kind of like working away because you know it goes from like like little baby kind of like few months old like little like the little soft like toys you get with like bells in them yeah they're really kind of soft and then it goes like, all the way up to like like bikes and like teenager kind of stuff and like games so we start off on kind of like the baby aisle and we're walking through and and I'm like oh this is cute and oh look at the baby born like you know and after a while I noticed drama mat's gone quiet always a danger sign always a dangerous sign. And I turn around and he's not there. I'm like, shit. So I basically, I got to the Ninja Turtle aisle before I noticed something was amiss. I I start hearing a commotion. Yeah. <laughs> See, Dramat's giggling because he knows, he knows what he's he done. Didn't get, he didn't get the Digimon cards again, did he? No, he didn't get at those ones. Not this time. <laughs> next time. But that's the story for next time. So I'm, I'm very cautiously, I'm like, okay... 
I'm walking back and I looked I looked down like the, the aisle where you've got the little rocking horses. No one there. And I'm like, okay, that's usually that's that's really weird because usually you cannot get through the rocking horse aisle. <laughs> full of old people. Don't know what it is. They just fucking love rocking horses. They just horses. congregate there. They just really congregate is. there. I think I think that's maybe where they meet up to like go and have orgies or whatever. I don't know. Not no judgment here. So I'm like, okay, there's one aisle left that I've been through. And I start hearing clacking. Like 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 kind of like like wooden like wood like hitting a vinyl floor and I'm okay. like that's a bit weird. <laughs> so I pop round and I pop my head round very I'm quite nervous at this point because you know drama Matt occasionally when he gets bored he can be slightly disruptive. He's he's like a, he's like a, a very uh, a very smart bird. <laughs> you know they get very destructive when they are uh, I... <laughs> when they're not not stimulated. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I remember one time I went to Greg's with Drama Matt. He got so bored he jumped on top of the coffee machine and started plucking his butt hair. <laughs> but anyway, we're t- Toys R Us. <laughs> Toys R Us. We're on the clock here. Okay, so I peer around and there's like a group of people, and I'm like, oh no, it's happened again. And they're they're just kind of all in like hushed silence, and they're all looking up, and I'm like, oh no. So I look up and I see Drummer Matt there. With his trousers round his ankles. Oh, of course. And what he'd done is he got Big Billy bricks. You know, the big fucking box of bricks. Yeah. Big Billy's bricks. Yeah. And he'd inserted all of them <laughs> into his into his bum. Okay. And he was screaming. Fucking screaming at the top of his lungs. Eat that Billy Brick shithouse. And just firing small little coloured bricks out of his bum at the people below. I guess they were, he was high up at that point, so they couldn't get to him even with like a broom. Like, or no, there was literally some. Like, there was a short lady who was there. She must have been about sixty. You know, you could tell that she was working there because she loved the job with a broom, and she just couldn't. She was trying to swat him down. He was just like, "Have at you, Anne Hathaway, or whatever the fuck." I don't. I don't know. I don't know why he was calling her Anne Hathaway. I think. <laughs> I think maybe he thought she was someone else. Possibly. And so this is uh, you might you might um, you might have seen something in the papers about this. Yeah, like maybe and, the and, entirety know, of Toys R Us going bankrupt and shutting down. Inevitably, the lawsuits come from. Yeah, that's why Toys R Us isn't open anymore. You yeah, can blame yeah. you can blame Matt for that. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. yeah, they actually had to like pull half of the building down to just get him out. Because, you know, Drummer Matt, like, he doesn't look at, but he can kind of disengage his, like, his limbs. Oh, which yeah. means that he basically, like, when, when the police came, he shoved the remainder of the bricks up his ass as, like, what I would think of as, like, cannon fodder for later in case he was startled from behind. Kind of like a hamster, but kind with Kind of like ass. a hamster, but with his butt. So he gets into the vents, and he's kind of, like, he's wrapped around one of the fans. Well, it's a little-known fact that an adult drummer mat can actually squeeze his body down to fit through a hole the size of a 50-pence piece. He can, and he did, around, like, all around the blades of this fan. Yeah. So he was just... <laughs> So he was stuck there. I had to fucking wait there until like 10 p.m. that evening because they need to get the jaws of life. And they were like trying to open it. All he kept doing was hissing and occasionally firing a bit, firing, kind of like dribbling out of his butt and like kind of half-hearted. You could tell he he'd exhausted himself. He didn't have the strength anymore. He didn't have the, but he was still hissing. <laughs> he missed his fucking pub lunch as well. Yeah. It's the exact reason I can't go to Marks and Spencer's with him as well. 
Anyway, next time, live misanthropod on the 7th of April, hopefully at 7pm. We hope you all enjoy it. Goodbye, everybody.